0: Talk live 855 450 free. That's the SACL toll free call in line 855 450 3733. It's Mark with you. And JJ. We are on day 16 of the uh, Ian
1: incarceration countdown or count up. We're counting up. It, It doesn't get better. Each day does not make it better
0: now well i suppose we get closer to him getting out that's good
1: i we recently had a little discussion here with the activists about uh you know Ian being gone and the uh the effect that it's had on the community and whatnot and just to make it brief um ian was a workhorse in the community He, Mm -hmm. he definitely did a lot of stuff and it's sort of forcing people to sort of step up and um not not so much take his place as much as do their own thing and uh and sort of rise to the occasion so i i hope to see more of that as time goes on well, I'm sure that's what he would like to uh, see too. So, um, yep, day 16. At this
0: point, we we can't really count down because he could get some time off of his 90-day sentence for standing in front of a police car for arresting somebody he felt uh, was being arrested unjustly. And um, so, we're just we'll count up rather than counting down. I've got a story here from the sfgate.com. And it says, Ron Paul leaps past Bachman in the latest poll. And, you know, frankly, Ron Paul's getting a lot of media attention. I wouldn't be out just reading any old blog post on Ron Paul here, but, you know, it seems like every day a major news source is coming out with something on the Ron Paul campaign. I mean, at this point, ever since they got scolded for not treating him like a first-tier candidate, they've been trying to treat him like a first tier candidate that
1: they don't like or something right. you know like the Well some of the media attention he's gotten is tension highlighting the fact that he's been ignored
0: yeah which, a lot of it
1: well i and and i can understand yes that's that's news in a sense because he is polling well and he is doing a lot better than a lot of these other candidates and uh why not just talk about his you know his candidacy instead of the fact that he's been ignored why why does the media seek to to highlight that i i understand that it's it's not right but at the same time why don't you use that same time to you know talk about something more relevant i think
0: we uh, we had one on on the uh, show last night where it was a an author asking well what's the worst thing that could happen if ron paul got elected and he outlined what the worst thing that um, could happen if uh, barack obama stayed elected um as president you know he said that it uh, could be a situation where he continues his drone war in pakistan sure and uh whips up enough hardliners in the government in pakistan that they uh, lose a couple of nukes and some uh, crazies over there decide to come over here with some nukes and uh, do a little payback well i
1: mean as far as what barack obama has already done for his uh, his pre- presidency it's just been horrible the the not only starting the war in Afghanistan, or at least escalating the war in Afghanistan, yeah. uh, escalating things with Pakistan. Um, we're in Libya now. There's there's talk of or uh, pictures of U.S. special forces on the front lines of Libya, and in mm-hmm. this exact day, um, and so there's all kinds of other you know intervention policies that he's in, put put in place since he's taken office. That it you know. What happens if he doesn't take office? Well, I I hope that the next person isn't so warm-minded because this president, for winning the Nobel Peace Prize, he has certainly been extremely hypocritical I haven't respect. seen
0: anything from Romney, Perry, or Bachman that indicates that there would do they would do anything less than what Obama has done, and perhaps even more. Republicans tend to like to to show themselves to be more aggressive than sure. Democrats um, in these instances, and that's why I'm for Ron Paul. Is the very worst he could do is draw U.S. troops back to uh, the United, back to the United States and. Perhaps the United States would rise in people's estimation around the world. I suppose some would say we may lose our status as the world's empire
1: or whatever. I'm not really concerned with that, frankly. Yeah, I wouldn't mind losing that status, actually. I think the idea that we could be the world's, or not we, but the United States government could be the world's policeman is just, you know, it's just hilarious because they don't have the resources to do that. They'd have to tax the world to pay for this. And, you know, obviously, they are no, they're sl- just
0: taxing us to pay for it. That's right.
1: That's right. But, you know, obviously, through inflation, the yeah. Federal Reserve is taxing the world and anyone who holds petrodollars as their extent, yeah. reserve currency. Uh, so I, I think, you know, Ron Paul, as far as, you know, presidential candidates are concerned. He can do a lot more, I suppose, less harmful things. He can obviously, as a president, he can bring the troops home mm-hmm. as the commander in chief uh, without you know, Congress, you know, passing some some declaration of war or something to that effect where they would, you know, send the troops over. Uh, but beyond that, I I just, I think he could veto stuff. I think he yep. could, he could uh, stuff up legislature. I think he could make it difficult to get anything passed. But I don't think a lot of his agendas could actually take, That's what that's what this guy said in his article, and I think it makes a lot of
0: sense is that, you know, if if Ron Paul's got some radical changes, they have to get through Congress in order to work. And frankly, I think that any good legislation should have two thirds of Congress behind it. Yeah. If it's any good, as a matter of fact, two thirds isn't enough for me. As far as I'm concerned, if the legislation is good, everybody in Congress should agree on it. Yeah. I mean, if you Doesn't that make sense? I mean, if it truly is good legislation, then you wouldn't have a two-party system. You wouldn't have bickering if it required 100% of the people in Congress to, to agree on it or at least come to a quorum
1: and 100% of those people in the quorum were there. there would, I don't think there's a whole lot of legislation that could fall under what you would categorize as good legislation. Let's say uh, we can agree that, that bringing the troops home would be good leg- legislation, um, ending sort of the empire or – funding for overseas bases, all the interventionism, foreign policy. I think that's all stuff that could be good legislation. But as far as domestic policy is concerned, um, short of ending the drug war, short of ending some of these trade p- compacts. Yeah, uh, I just want legislation undone, not they, done. Basically, yeah, yeah. But they, No, I, yeah, that's they, the way. They,
0: there are you know, there's there's probably something out there that the federal government should be watching over is and I don't know some of the stuff they take care of piracy and treason, I don't know. There's there's got to be some laws. I mean, cuz basically everybody can agree that robbery is bad, murder is bad, rapes bad like it all come to conclusions on these things and 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 there's not like there's never been unanimous votes in the u.s uh, house and u.s senate these things happen and they they happen probably every single term i i would have to go back and check before i made that claim but you know so there would be legislation it would get passed it would just do away with this whole duopoly this whole two-party mess that we have going on
1: yeah i th- i think um Part of the 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 issue is when I was you know back in the day, Ron, call, Ron Paul's first presidency um, that I knew of was the 2007 campaign and his, mm-hmm. that primary run, and uh, we you know talking about activists and other people who supported him. The idea was not only would you have to elect Ron Paul, but you'd also have to elect sympathetic or or similarly minded legislature mm-hmm. uh, in the same term. So he would have to have you know libertarian leading legislatures uh, legislators in the, uh, both the Senate and the House, and he would have to be elected in order for any of that, that sort of agenda to be passed because, you know, the the partisan politics of today would not let that happen well as as the president
0: he probably would get one or two of the things that he really wanted because that's kind of how it goes with the uh you know getting elected as president you can get a couple of really good things he might be able to do something terrible to the federal reserve you know <laughs> so by terrible i mean get rid of it terrible to them right it'd be good in my opinion well and let's start with auditing it you know let's <laughs> yeah that seems like something he could get uh, run, run auditing it seems like he can get that run through uh, you know if, if they want his uh his chop on something they're they're going to be willing to uh, give give other stuff that again he hasn't been he hasn't been willing to trade his chop for uh, for anything so maybe maybe they won't go for it i don't know this is for, uh, an article from sfgate.com ron paul leaps past bachman in latest poll ignored by the media and dismissed by the republican party in general liberty-minded congressman ron paul leapt leaped leaped into third place today in the gallup presidential nomination preference poll. Paul jumped. This is the Gallup poll. This isn't some straw poll or something like that. This is Gallup poll. Um, Paul jumped over Michelle Bachman, the Tea Party darling, lunatic slash lunatic, relegating her to, I didn't say that, they did, to fourth place on the uh, current poll. Here's what the numbers shake out like today. Rick Perry, 29%. Romney, 17%. Paul, 13%. Bachman, 10%. That's right. Ron Paul jumped into third place and the media continues to ignore his candidacy. I can't explain it as in, uh, it has anything as anything other than outright bias against the man and his ideas. Go on with this article. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. 450 It's Mark with you and J.J.
2: Government control is on the wane, and freedom can be bought for a reasonable price. One man will unite with a former public transportation worker, a shady senator's runaway daughter, two orphans, a retired space marine, an alien, and an intelligent spider, and journey together beyond the outer reaches of human civilization to protect the future of human liberty. Also, there are space cows. Read it online now at burningrockranch.com.
0: Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. Go check out listen.freetalklive.com. There we have all kinds of different options for you to listen to the program. You can listen to the, the live streams on the internet. All our, It lists all our great radio stations, uh, satellites. We are both on XM and free to air satellites. The webcam, you can see us at cam.freetalklive.com. Waving at the cam now. And the listen lines you can actually call in to these telephone lines and listen anywhere that you have a telephone it's listen.freetalklive.com we make it easy for you to listen to free talk live why because we want you to hear it that's so what right. talk radio is for yeah we wouldn't do this
1: if we didn't want people to hear our voices
0: <laughs> right well you know so many of these uh, talk shows they make it difficult for you to uh, to hear them At not free talk live we try to make it easy for you and free Every day we talk about Nature Bee plant pollen here on Free Talk Live. I've been taking my two golden capsules for going on 18 months now, maybe a little longer than that. And since I've been taking them, my digestion's working better. I sleep better. I have more energy. Here's Mike Buck to explain why Nature Bee is the best.
3: Hello there, Mark, and you know you're right. Look, unlike other bee pollen, our patented process breaks open those cell walls, release the full nutritional power from the amazing, pristine environment from clean, green New Zealand. You know, everybody knows bee pollen is one of the most original, ancient superfoods, praised throughout history, every civilization. Well, scientific research shows pollen actually boosts energy, aids immunity, gives you a healthy heart, prostate, blood pressure, cholesterol, all the good stuff, none of the bad stuff. And you know, Nature Bee is not ordinary pollen. that potentiation process unlocks the incredible natural power unlike expensive supplements nature b is truly bioavailable highly effective no preservatives no color and no chemicals
0: now uh, nature b is great for you and i consider it to be a great value do you have a special deal for us
3: Always. Check this out. Free Talk Live, a giant six-month supply, ninety-nine ninety-five plus delivery. Three extra months is a bonus. That's $0.37 cents a day to feel like a million bucks. And don't forget that money-back guarantee. A couple of ways to do it, one's to call toll-free all the way to Auckland, New Zealand, one eight six six. 834 8355. That's one eight six six eight three four eight three five five. 834 8355. And the other, easier yet, online, b e e. That's naturebee.com.
0: I, like I've said before, once you try Nature B, you'll be just like me. You won't want to be without your Nature B. There is a 100% money back guarantee. Call in just like I did, 866 834 8355. Now it's 866 834 8355. For those of you watching at cam.freetalklive.com, you can probably see my dog Fruit Loop moving around in the studio here. It's a strange day in uh in in Free Talk Live Land. My wife she's, left. she's so a nice dog. She is a good girl, no doubt about it. Let's take this let's go straight to the phone calls here. We got Nick in California. Nick. Hey Mark. Yes, Nick?
4: Hey, all right. So uh I noticed you guys are talking about the uh the new Gallup poll.
5: Yes, I think that's correct.
4: I think you already mentioned the results. Uh,
5: Indeed.
0: It was uh, 29% for Perry, 17% for Romney, 13% for Paul, and 10% for Bachman.
4: All right. And uh, I actually submitted that. I submitted something about that poll in in your show prep. But rather than covering that, I'm thinking um, if if you look in that poll, if you go to the the webpage Mm -hmm. of the Gallup poll, and I don't have it right in front of me, but you'll notice it gives you the results. That shows you all the other candidates, most of which you know, aren't even like 4% of the polls. But below that, it breaks it down by uh, demographics, like by age, by like uh, gender, okay. um, and stuff like that. And I thought, what I thought was really interesting, is you look under the age demographics, and they break it down into your 18- uh, your to 29-year-olds, and then your 30- to 49-year-olds, your 50- to 64-year-olds, and then you know everyone older than that. And uh, unsurprisingly, Ron Paul does best among the youth group, Uh, you know, basically your kid people in in their 20s, which is, unfortunately, is the group that tends to come out and vote in the smallest numbers, you know, in election after election. Yeah, that's true. It's
0: sad, sad but true.
4: And if you look conversely, I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but I think it's something, I mean, it's like overwhelming. I think he's first place for the youth group, he's like 29%, the nearest person gets like like 21%. Mm Mm-hmm. And then in the next group, he does pretty well, like among, like, 30- and 40-year-olds. You he he get, like, 15%, which ties in for second. But then when you look at people in their 50s, 60s, and everyone older, from there it drops pretty precipitously to, like, something like 4%, like 7%, and 4%, which, uh, if you look at it from, like, an immediate perspective, like nowadays, those are the groups that, you know, tend to vote in the greatest numbers. They do, yeah. Most consistently. Yep. But what I'm thinking is, you know, since we all know that this is not about, just today, and we know that, I mean, Ron Paul, he may, you know, he has a chance, but, you know, we're not, like, holding out our hope that that's, you know, the last and that that's going to happen. So if you look at in the future of where the country is going, and specifically from this poll, since it covers Republicans and Republican-leaning voters, if you look at where the party itself is going, you know, you, there may be some hope as far as, you know, those who don't vote for much, you don't vote today, you know, your 18- to 29-year-olds are going to be your majority voters in, like, 20, 30 years from now, which I really is a long time from now. And the people who are the most resistant, you know, to all ideas and ideas of liberty are the groups that are not going to be around forever. So They're going to be room uh, temperature at, it, at some point. Yeah, I mean, these people will be voting from, I guess, their graves or something. But uh, uh, in any case, you know, if you look at it as a long-term, if you look at what the the big idea is, you know, the idea rather than the the. You know the race, or the the candidate, or the politician. You look at you know the ideas. It looks that you know maybe there's hope that you know his ideas, um, you know, are going to take hold over time. Although the you know, one thing I would caution that is you know younger people, you know, they tend to be more a little bit open open minded, but they're not necessarily more. I don't know to say be principled or you know they have ideas and they're still grasping for things. Yeah, like, sure. You know. I tend to be in that younger group, and so I know you know I've been in, I've been on college campuses, um, you know, and I see that they tend to be more open to some of these ideas are considered radical. You know, younger people will think, oh, you know, no more war—that's uh, you know common sense. They'll say, you know, legalizing marijuana, you know, um, tolerance towards you know lifestyle issues. You know, they tend to be more open towards that. It's things like where do they really come from on these economic issues and stuff. It's like, are they more open-minded because they think it's the cool thing to do, or are they really coming from? a non-aggression perspective. And I think there's definitely a lot of fertile ground to, you know, tackle, you know, our 18- to 29-year-old, you know, the the young group. But, uh, you know, it it, it, it would be sad if we use just, you know, the Ron Paul movement as kind of like this uh, ephemeral thing for them to kind of latch on to without them really understanding what it is. You know the ideas of liberty are. That, that's what this it's, is all
0: about. Is this is a this is a movement of education. Um, and that's one of the things I like about Ron Paul. Is he's pretty good at that. He certainly lays it out. He's been given the the same speeches over and over again for decades, and uh, he makes it pretty clear. And I agree with you that this is a, a movement. To me, this isn't about getting my guy into office. Although it'd be great. I mean, I'd be very happy, and I love to see him performing this well in the polls it makes uh, you know it makes me excited about uh, his campaign, excited enough to give some money to his campaign to see if I can you know make it do a little better but the um, you know this is about education for me i think that I think that libertarianism is the philosophy of the future for the united states i don 't know about the rest of the world I know the rest of the world wants freedom but you know, they, the, the history of the world is a little different than it is in the United States, and so it's it's difficult to, for me to say. I mean, I, I just can't draw conclusions. I don't live there. I don't know what it's going to be like. But if the United States can lead the way for for liberty, then that would be a very good thing. Nick, thanks for the call. Eight five five four five zero free free talk live.
6: This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Carnation Breakfast Essentials, helping your family get off to a nutritious start every day. Mornings can be chaotic, but a little advanced work will take the pressure off. The night before, organize backpacks and put them at the door, along with anything else that your kids need for the day. Set a timer for five minutes before departure to give everyone a chance to mobilize, and off you go. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday.
0: Live, 855-450-FREE. That's the Sakel toll-free call in line, 855-450-3733. Ruger has some exciting new offerings for this model year. The LC9 is a new, slightly larger cousin to the very popular LCP. It's a compact, uh, has numerous safety features, three-dot sight system. Ruger always has and always will mean rugged. The Ruger LC9, the next handgun you must own. Made in America, made for you, Ruger Dot com Looking at these uh, numbers here, JJ, uh, regarding the Ron Paul Gallup poll
1: thing that uh, we were t- we've been talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, we're looking here. at the uh, breakdown in, on Gallup's actual page here.
0: If the election was held between people ages eighteen to forty-nine, Ron Paul would probably win this. Yes, <laughs> I mean, he's, definitely. He's he's pretty close, um, and it's the it it seems to be those darn. The seniors that just their minds won't change you know,
1: those those people who have been in the system for so long and in the indoctrination yeah. has taken such good hold on these people um yeah i can definitely see that in the the caller uh, nick nick had mentioned the uh, the young people being popular for ron paul or at least uh picking him more than the, any other candidate in this poll and uh the the issue that i see is is to activate these people to make these people more active in their community whether it doesn't have to—you don't just have to worry about politics every four years or every time your legislator, uh, your local state government is up for election. You, you can be focusing on this sort of outreach and activism and the uh, the message of, of peaceful and voluntary interactions and, and uh, non-aggression principle type stuff all year long and every year. You can always be talking to people about this. You can always sure. be an activist— it's just for for the ideas of liberty, right now the I you know the, the ideas of politics.
0: Now I don't think that liberty is really politics. I think liberty is morality. Yeah, but people tend to think of it as politics. People that don't you know spend much time considering the ideas of rights theory and and things like that. Sure, they consider it to be politics, and so therefore a, a you know a presidential candidate that can articulate these ideas reasonably
1: well is a very good thing. Right, and he also uh, Nick also pointed out uh, that. Some of the people that picked Ron Paul are young, and perhaps they picked him for reasons to be hip, which I doubt, seriously, because Ron Paul and a lot of his message is about ideas, and it's, in- it's intellectual, it's something thought-provoking, and a lot of the people who come to Ron Paul who accept Ron Paul like the ideas, and it's not simply a phase, it's not simply something they picked up and repeated like a meme. It's it's an idea that strikes them, strikes a chord within them, and I think that's how Ron Paul reaches people is by putting ideas out there that are very profound and very strong but that have a very strong moral backing in many regards. Well, I think that uh, what this also says is for young people that support Ron Paul – and it
0: looks like there's a bunch of them – on that – uh, on primary day what you need to do is you need to make sure three or four of your friends go to pri- to the primary thing and vote i mean you know go to the polling places and vote if this is if this is your candidate right. you, it's not just dragging you there because one vote doesn't it doesn't account for much but if you can bring three or four and many other people do the same then you've got a much better chance of of getting something done we're reading this uh, article from sfgate.com It's one thing to take away from this poll. Um, The author here, let me uh, give his name real quick, his or her name, I'm not even sure, John Thorpe, says one thing to make sure that you take away from this poll is that it only includes current declared candidates. It does not, for example, include potential candidates Donald Trump, Sarah Palin, Chris Christie, Rudolph Giuliani, or George Pataki, all of whom have made noise about possibly jumping into the race at a later date. One of them could possibly be very successful Following a later entrant strategy, as, um, as of today, a full 17% of the respondents indicated no preference in their vote. Think about that for a minute. None of the above essentially takes second place right now ahead of everyone but Rick Perry. And even Republicans aren't crazy enough to nominate Rick Perry. This is him. John Thorpe says this. (laughs) This means one thing. There is room for either one of the marginalized candidates like Ron Paul to gain a lot of support or a new candidate to emerge and become an instant challenger. And I think that this is an interesting point he makes. Let's uh, step down for a second. Go to John in Orlando. John.
7: Hey, how's it going?
0: All's well, John.
7: Good. I just wanted to give you guys a quick update on some uh, some sort of tyranny going on here in Orlando.
0: Really? What a <laughs> surprise!
7: <laughs> we uh, talked about before, uh, Chief Judge Belvin Perry has essentially outlawed handing out information at the at the Orange County Courthouse. Yes. He's designated free speech zones, and even within the free speech zones, you're not allowed to hand out any jury information at all. Um, so uh, Julian Heichlin uh, came down here uh, last, last Thursday and Friday. Friday and handed out jury information and came back out Monday. And now, what was interesting about Monday is Monday was supposed to be the, the first trial of the, these Food Not Bombs activists who had been okay. arrested for feeding the homeless. Um, and they, they actually dropped those charges on Friday after they realized Julian Heichlin was going to be there. But um, they, on wow. Monday regard, you
0: think it, it had something job, to do with Julian being there?
7: You know, I'm not sure. I don't like to speculate. Um, Hard to speculate. Different things at play. One of the things that happened was the Orange County Democratic Executive Committee came out and essentially said, "You know, we're not going to give you any. We're not going to give Mayor Dyer any more funding for his 2012 campaign." That
0: sounds pretty important. Wow.
7: So I think that had a little more to do with it, but I'm I'm not going to discount Julian's efforts. Julian certainly could have played a a role.
1: A powerful activist. He is. He he keeps at it too. Hey John, can you give uh could you give a brief rundown on on what the uh, the latest happenings are with uh, food not bombs and in your situation and whatnot?
7: Sure. With uh, food not bombs, uh, since for about two months now they have been sharing food at City Hall. Uh, that they had at some City Council meeting, Mayor Dyer gave them permission to share food at City Hall if they uh, didn't feed, feed uh, homeless at Lake Eola anymore. So they've transitioned over to City Hall for now. Um, then just uh, the other day, last Friday, they dropped all the charges against all 27, I believe, of them. And um, so with that, uh, a lot of them are talking about going back to Lake Eola. And doing it all over again, but for nothing's them. really finalized. So for now, they're they're staying put at City Hall. Uh,
0: would they be able to go back at this point? They've been it would be trespassing. Well, I'm I'm confused.
7: Right, right, right now they all still have trespass uh, warnings against warnings, them. Okay. that's sort of a, the next step that they're going to be fighting towards is to get all these trespass things lifted, and then after that, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't. I, I wouldn't want to speak on their behalf, but I would hope that after those trespass warrants are, are lifted, that they would all then just go back to City Hall. And I'm sorry to. Uh, Yoland, do it all over again because it's been very successful, and uh, you know, and they got all the charges dropped. So, I, I think it's a, a good move for them, but. As far as Julian Heiklin goes, um, he did end up going out there on Monday, uh, this Monday, and he was arrested, and uh, he's now being held in Orange County Jail without bond, really? and uh, there's not a whole lot that anybody can do for him, besides maybe write him letters or something like that. Uh, at this point, um, he's scheduled for another court hearing on September 1st, so we'll see what happens, but uh, essentially the reason he's being held without bond is he refused. Judge Belvin Perry arraigned him, and uh, he refused. To say anything, he just sat there and then kept silent and was sort of nodding off during the, you know, the grandstanding of the judge, which was uh, pretty funny. But um, and that's sort of Julian, Julian Hecklin-esque. But um, so, <laughs> did you guys yeah, get that
1: down, on with that. Were you able to, to film the arraignment?
7: No, uh, no. There's, there's absolutely, there's just no way we can get uh, cameras into these the courthouse here. It's so tyrannical. Oh, um, well. You know, we we can try with maybe uh, hidden cameras and stuff like that, but right. uh, it's it's. Yeah, it's pretty tough out so,
1: there. He's but. not looking to do any uh legal route like follow, uh, file any sort of uh papers, corpus delecti or any sort of like um legal motions. I'm, he's he's kind of just going to sit there.
7: Well, I'm, I'd imagine he, he always seems to uh, do his own stuff, but he does everything pro se, from what I've seen. So I think he's trying to write up his own uh, habeas corpus writ and uh, some other things. And, you know, I'm, I'm not real sure what what goes on. I and mean, he's made it pretty clear he doesn't want a lawyer or anything involved. So uh, we just got to kind of sit here and, and wait until uh, September 1st to see what happens then. of course, I'm not allowed to go to the September 1st hearing because I'm banned from the Orange County Courthouse myself. So. <laughs> You're a dangerous man, John. So
0: dangerous. Handing out information we'll and stuff.
7: Yeah, we'll have somebody on the ground uh, checking it out and seeing what's what the next step is. Didn't you but get a new radio show? Know?
0: Sorry? Didn't you get a new radio show there in
7: Orlando? Yeah, yeah, I'll be starting the end of September.
0: Well, good that means you. you'll, you'll never move up here then, now. now 7, 8 p.m. <laughs> what, what's the channel? Station? Uh,
7: it's the Big Eight Ten. 10 The Big A-10 a.m.
0: John, thanks for the call. Thanks a lot, guys. Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE.
2: Another innovative American made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at ruger.com slash LC9. Free Talk Live, 855
0: 453. That's the SACL toll free call in line. 855 450 3733. You know that the U.S. dollar is devaluing. You can see it happening every day. All you have to do is go to the grocery store. You know that at some point a new currency will take over. If you don't know that, you are not a student of history. (laughs) Tell me a currency that's been around for 500 years. Gold doesn't count. Wouldn't you like to be on the ground floor? Bitcoins. They're a decentralized, anonymous internet currency. They're free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use them anywhere in the world. Find out more at weusecoins.org. Don't be kicking yourself in the pants in a month. Your dollars are going down. Learn more about bitcoins at weusecoins.org. We were uh, reading this article from sfgate.com, and uh, you've got another one over there that you're kind of chiming in with, uh, JJ. This is from uh, John Thorpe. Given his, uh, continuing about Ron Paul here, given his 3% jump in the polls, despite the entrance of former Democrat, and popular Texas Governor Rick Perry into the race, it shows that Ron Paul's numbers are steady and rising. Are we witnessing the promised Ron Paul revolution, or has the Texas congressman maxed out his voter numbers? I suppose the analysis depends on who you ask. Certainly experts are beginning to see the benefits of signing on to the Team Ron Paul. The Ron Paul 2012 presidential campaign announced today that constitutional international law expert Bruce Fine will join the campaign as senior advisor in legal matters. Bruce Fine's participation adds to our campaign's already intellectual heft, enabling us to more broadly engage the conversation about constitutionality, civil liberties, and the dangers to national security of an increasingly interventionist foreign policy, said Ron Paul 2012 campaign chairman Jesse bitten. I believe he is also the uh, the grandson-in-law or something like that too, <laughs> according to Ron Paul for uh, President website. Mister Fine serves as aso- associate deputy attorney and general counsel for the Federal Communications Commission under uh, President Ron Re- Ron Reagan. He uh, served as uh, research director for Republicans on the Joint Congressional C- Committee on covert arms sales to Iran and on. American Bar Association's Committee on Presidential Signing Statements. He has been a visiting fellow for constitutional studies at the Heritage Foundation and an adjunct scholar at the American Enterprise Institute. He has advised numerous countries on constitutional reform, including South Africa, Hungary, and Russia. Apparently, the American people are starting to take notice, too. According to the most recent Rasmussen surveys of likely voters, Ron Paul is a mere point behind President Obama in a head-to-head matchup. A better result than any of the other GOP um, contenders received in that poll. We just looked at another one that would uh, that had Ron a couple of uh, points behind Romney, and Romney beating uh, Obama. And that just goes to show that you know we're still it's 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 anybody's race. I think is what uh, is being said here. Perry's got the bump right now from having jumped in. It's because people don't know what his uh, record is. That's in, right. in in Texas, you know, and and I think that he's I think he's going to lose that magic as time goes by. I don't think personally, don't think he's going to be the uh, the candidate that they're going to uh, to nominate. I, I'm not going to go out on a limb and say who it's going to be, but uh, I would say that Ron Paul probably would be the most exciting thing to run because, as far as I'm concerned. It's just six, one, half dozen of the other between uh, the Democrats and Republicans otherwise. This despite the media blackout around Ron Paul's campaign and despite the media's insistence that Ron Paul can't beat Obama. This poll suggests that he can. Anybody, likely, the, the, likely anybody 's going to beat Obama in two thousand and twelve the The economy just isn 't going to get any better, and the people are going to vote on the economy
1: well, especially if they compare obama 's record and and his campaign promises like yep. you know how they do those videos that he sure. promised this. you can do a whole lot of videos of Obama and his campaign promises not matching up with his actions and there's There are a lot of people upset with this, and a lot of those people who are so. Just uh, i, I don 't know fanboys or fangirls mm-hmm. of of him early on, yeah, sure, have become very disenfranchised absolutely and uh, are upset with him i don 't think he 's going to get that young vote the way
0: he did either. Uh, Obama had the young vote, and Ron Paul has the young vote too, so it 's really it'd be quite interesting, obviously, every Republican's going to vote for Ron Paul because they 're not going to have any option. So, you right. know, how do you get those people in the middle? How do you get those independents? How do you get people that uh, are disenfranchised from the Obama campaign? Ron Paul's the only way to do it. Mitt Romney, uh, you, I mean, I'm sorry, young people, independent voters are not going to
1: get excited about Mitt Romney. No, they're not. They're not
0: going to get excited about Rick Perry. These are not exciting politicians. No, These I, are
1: more of the same. Exactly. Rick Perry fits the mold of the old time Texas politician, George W., his father, H.W., and, and that idea is is. I guess predicated on the older vote. It's, its focus is on those people who are the 65 plus, the 55 plus who have seen the country be this way for a long time, and they're afraid of the changes that are yep. coming around. They
0: know that they know that it's, it's running towards a parapet, that it's going off a cliff, but they think that they can continue to do the same stuff and get a different result, right. which just goes to show you, know, they, you can't – old means wise? No, it doesn't. I, I think what's really interesting about uh, Rick Perry is this way he took uh, a bunch of money from Big Pharma to vaccinate a bunch of girls in his uh, public schools. What do you think if wow. he's if he's willing to give this HPV uh, vaccination to kids in school that don't need it and per- perhaps would have reactions to it or whatever what do you think he's going to be willing to do for you, to you and your family
1: Oh I think he's willing to do whatever it takes to Absolutely. get the job or to get the money Yep
0: just that's what politicians do And, and there's anything. a lot
1: of news coming out right now about Rick Perry and his you know shady past there's there's been all kinds of stories there's a story here um from the New York Times, talking about how campaign contributions have equated which companies get the the uh, contracts from in Texas. Basically, oh really? Because there are so many boards and so many places that that the governor can appoint someone mm. that he's put people in place that, and the people in these places, in these uh these boards and these these sort of uh, departments in- have raised a fifth of all of his campaign contributions. These these individuals alone, and so. In Texas it's 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 very funny that if you contribute to Rick Perry and then you need that big government contract well you're you're uh, looking pretty good
0: Rick Perry may talk about ending the fed but he's only doing it Because Ron Paul's doing it and he's getting some mileage out of it. He's a consummate politician and he will sell you and your children down the river. Do you really want to vote for this guy? Because, I mean, I've seen Republicans that call themselves libertarians talking about this guy
1: like he's a good choice. And I think it's just sick and sad. I think it's talking points handed to them from some editor or some... Or they're getting paid to say it because no one in their right mind would think this is a good candidate. Just in the same respect, they wouldn't think Romney was a good candidate or, or Huckabee or whatever his name is. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like all of these candidates have nothing going for them. They, the only candidate that has any sort of uh, history of, of doing things the way he says he's going to do them and, and such is Ron Paul and to a, a respect Gary Johnson. Um, but yeah, I you know, I I like Gary Johnson as a
0: candidate, but he's not, unfortunately not showing up very high on any of these polls. I mean, maybe there's some kind of surprise to be
1: had in there, but I, you know, I I don't know. It doesn't it doesn't look good. Well, I got a, I got an article here uh business uh businessinsider.com. It's a Peter Schiff article basically talking about the same thing going on to talk about how uh the media's uh, I'll just I'll just start from the middle of this article basically. the The media's revulsion reached an all, uh, a fever pitch in the wake of the August twelfth Iowa straw poll, the first test of the strength of Republican presidential candidates. Objectively, the re- results were a dead heat between Michelle Bachman and Ron Paul, who captured twenty eight twenty seven percent of the. Who votes uses
0: objectivity? Come on, with the p-
1: reporters using objectivity. But you wouldn't have known that hearing the uh, subsequent media coverage. And then goes on to talk about how the top tier candidates were listed as Bachman, Romney, and, and Perry. I am sure you've mentioned that on the show here earlier. Sure. And then uh, he goes on to talk about in the August twenty, August twentieth article entitled "Candidate of Doom and Gloom" on by Barron's Magazine that goes out of its way to characterize Ron Paul's gold mining heavy portfolio allocation as simplistic, robotic, and unpatriotic. So basically, Ron Paul... But it's been successful. Yes. Like he's made,
0: what, up to 900% on his investments? Just
1: just on eight of the, the investments that have been trackable for 10 years... He's made a 600% return on yeah. those eight. So he's unpatriotic. Yes. Because he's not investing in this crap,
0: these, these corporations that are driving America into its grave. He's
1: unpatriotic. Well, you know, the banks aren't getting enough of his money. Right. That's, That's unpatriotic. Pa- true patriots give God. the banks away money. What kind of sick individual writes this crap? People who want the status quo to continue. Individual- the status quo can't continue. I know it's
0: in, unsustainable. All they want is another ten years, so they can bleed the that's money right. out of the American people, that's right. so that they can buy a bigger yacht that they can float around and, and do whatever they want in the Mediterranean, while you and your kids starve. That's right. That's what they want. Well, they need a
1: yacht for when their yacht's in the yeah. you know in the port to be. They need fixed. a yacht for each ocean. That's right.
0: With a helicopter that can go between them and stuff. And all the fuel that they can ever burn. Now, that's what they're. Looking looking for. Yep. They could care less about you and yours. Oh, and if you listen to these people and you vote for these these other republicans, I, you know, I, you get what you deserve. Yeah. You and your family get what you deserve. You get the same crap you've already gotten. That's right. Free Talk Live. You know the U.S. dollar is devaluing. You can see it happening every day. You know a new currency will take over at some point. Wouldn't you like to be in on the ground floor? Bitcoins. They're a decentralized, anonymous internet currency. They're free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use them anywhere in the world. Find out more at weusecoins.org. Don't be kicking yourself in the pants in a month. Your dollars are going down. Learn more about Bitcoins at weusecoins.org. That's weusecoins.org. Talk Live, 855 453. Check out the Free Talk Live uh, website. We have a website there for you at Freetalklive.com where you can enter whatever story you'd like to enter. Um, or you can check out the other stories that other people have entered. You can vote them up, vote them down. They can do the same with the, the story, the stories, the blog posts, whatever it is that you post there, Freetalklive.com, videos, um, I think even pictures. It's freetalklive.com. There is an interesting story from RT at RT dot com. Now RT has uh you know, been questioned as to its veracity, I guess, because it's uh formerly Russia Today. And it is a government run news organization. Sure. Like Al Jazeera is. And some people don't like this. But you know, if we want to talk so is the BBC, frankly, and I don't know if uh if uh Germany has one or not, but there are a lot of uh, sort of respected state-run news organizations. Well, a
1: lot of people could purport that News Corp is a government not-run news news agency, but it's it's a corporatist basically that it's in bed with the government yeah. in in several areas and countries <laughs> right
0: if, if somebody wants to attack rt based on their reporting i'd love to talk about that sure. you know based on the veracity of their stories uh, um, you know their uh, you know how it is that they choose to you know what stories they choose to run things like that i feel like yeah it's pretty clear what rt's agenda is yeah rt's agenda is anti-us um you know the the, the u.s government and its shenanigans and if the united states government didn't give rt anything to talk about if I thought their stories were frivolous, I would absolutely point that out. Yep. But I don't think their stories are frivolous. I think that often they are pointing towards good stuff. I'm not in Russia. I don't know what the Voice of America or whatever um you know the the you know the US version of RT is and there's been one for decades. Yep. There are U.S. Uh, news agencies. I actually
1: uh, – I've, I've taken to watching RT just to get the counter perspective. You, If you watch CNN, MSNBC, mm-hmm. you watch these uh, basically in-the-box state-supporting uh, television shows because sure. they all support the state in some regard, yeah. whether it's the left paradigm or right paradigm. Uh, but after watching these, I need to get the counter perspective. I need to get someone who is not so biased and talking point orientated – and so I go to RT to uh, listen to some of their reports. I go to Al Jazeera. I listen to some uh newscasts that come out of other countries too and uh you know just to get that sort of perspective. I don't want to just have news coming from just RT or just uh Al Jazeera or just yeah. uh CNN. For that
0: but I, I you know, if if somebody wants so people see, immediately seem to tune out sometimes when you talk about RT because, well, you know, that's the Russians. And I guess the United States was at odds with the Soviet Union for so long that makes the Russians bad. I, you know, you'd know, you have to prove to me that the people in the working for the United States government are good. Right. And, I, and I'm I not think willing we can to prove, say that. I think we can prove that some of them are bad. And I think we can prove that some of them are good, and probably in both agencies. Sure. And I, and, and it needs to be pointed out that the United States has state-run news agencies that are – over there in the Eastern Bloc countries, over there in Russia, and they're, they're doing this kind of stuff. If they're not doing it now, they certainly were in the past. So this is just—Russia's our Russia's just doing it back. Right. If they're doing it poorly, they're doing it frivolously, I'm willing to talk about
1: that, but I think they're not. Not only do we have state-run news agencies, or at least money funded towards these news agencies abroad, we also—not we, but the United States government— also sends special forces into countries to overthrow their dictators or to install the Shah or to mess with their elections. So the meddling that comes from the United States is far and above greater than I think any other country ever. I, I don't know about ever, but uh, certainly it's, it, 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 it's, it's wide
0: and sweeping. The United States believes that the globe is its to decide what is just and what is not. Going on with this uh, story from RT, the Federal Bureau of Investigation employs upward of 15,000 undercover agents today. Ten times what they had on the roster back in 1975. If you think that it's a few spies too many, spies earning as much as $100,000 per assignment. Wow. Wow. One doesn't have to go too deep into their track record to see their accomplishments. Those agents are responsible for an overwhelming amount of terrorist stings that have stopped major domestic catastrophes in the vein of 9-11 from happening on American soil. Another thing these agents are responsible for, however, is plotting those very same schemes. Interesting. The FBI has in recent years used trained informants not just to snitch on suspected terrorists but to set them up. From the get-go. Well, we know about that from Washington State. We've we've read several stories on the air about this kind of thing, but I didn't know that we're talking, you know, the, the magnitude of it. A recent report put together by Mother Jones and in the investigative reporting program at the University of California, Berkeley, analyzes some striking statistics about the role of the FBI informants in terrorism cases that the Bureau has targeted in the decades since the nine, September 11th attacks. The report reveals the FBI regularly infiltrates communities where where they suspect terrorist-minded individuals to be engaging with others. Regardless of their intentions, agents are sent in to converse with the community and find suspects that could potentially carry out a lone wolf attack. And then, more or less, encourage them to do so. By providing weaponry, funds, and a plan that give these people That would otherwise maybe not do anything. They give them the weaponry, the money, and the plan. The FBI-directed agents will encourage otherwise unwilling participants to plot out terrorist attacks only to bust them before any events fully materialize. Another thing that we saw, another guy was trying to – the FBI uh, squashed a job, called an employer that he was going to get a job from, and told told them not to give him the job. Why? So that the guy would be that much more desperate
1: to carry out the attacks. Well, it doesn't doesn't uh, surprise me considering if they get paid upwards of a hundred thousand or more per assignment, then I think it's in their best interest to see it that an assignment runs its course, someone is found guilty, or at least tries to perpetrate something, and then they they finish that assignment, they get their check, they go on to the next one. Yep, and hundred
0: thousand dollars per assignment.
1: Yeah, I think I think you know the whole it's it's so uh, a conflict of interest orientated for yep. them to be doing this because their their interest is in creating terrorists so that they have a job to do and going out and catching them
0: you know another thing is when they're giving these weaponry to, uh, to these guys, I don't know anything about bombs, but my assumption is that somebody who's going to set them off probably knows more than I do so are they giving real bombs to these people? Because that's what I understood from one of the stories that we read, that they gave a real bomb to this guy, and then followed him qu- closely, and, and before it went off they, they, they snatched it up and all that. But what if this guy just decides, you know, screw it, I'm going to go ahead and do something before uh, you know we had decided to, I'm just going to use this bomb. Sure. And, and he actually kills somebody. Just what we need, another one of these fast and furious things like the BATF did, with uh, passing out weapons to uh, gang members, and then they used it to kill American citizens and uh, their own their own personnel and all
1: this stuff. This is how nuts these people are. Well, who's to say that the, the, the guy who gets the bomb? Doesn't build one on his own and blow himself up because he's just not intelligent enough to design a bomb that works. So you're saying if the FBI didn't give him a bomb that works, that he might have taken care of himself. Yeah, yeah, he might have been desperate, as as they pointed out, by creating the desperate situation by getting him to not, uh, causing him to not get the job. He might have been just desperate and reckless, and and you know, like a poker player on tilt, mm-hmm. just trying uh, to make something work and, and end up killing himself in the process, or fizzle it out, or just. You know, it's like the FBI well, makes sure that he's got a proper explosive device. You don't get a person in a
0: bad emotional place and then give them all the tools to do something terrible and then talk talk about them being a terrorist. I mean, the, the fact is the FBI apparently is the largest uh, terrorist uh, funding organization in the United States because they're the ones setting all these guys up. They're giving them the bombs and the money and all that other stuff. So they uh, – you know, if <laughs> – so you're saying <laughs> if this was a foreign agency the United States right. government would be going bat ass
1: insane trying to get them. That's right. But but with if the FBI wasn't around then just imagine how fewer terrorist plots there would be. Oh, there'd be a lot a lot fewer. So it, it's just the federal government is constantly perpetuating their own system of war on people with this war on terrorism. I'm,
0: you know, I'm stunned um, to find out these numbers that we're talking about. This hundred thousand dollars per assignment for these guys? Wow,
1: that is impressive. It
0: sounds to me like they're motivated to find terrorists, terrorists, and create them behind every rock, behind behind every bush. There's a terrorist, a new terrorist threat, and well, apparently, it's funded and supported by the
1: FBI. Good old Uncle Sam. Free talk live.
0: Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line. You can give us a call, talk about whatever you want to talk about. Are the mar- markets exploitation or empowerment? Professor Anthony Davies empirically examines the question of whether markets are exploitative. And he finds that trade positively correlates with wealth creation, jobs, reduc- uh, jobs, reduction in child labor, and increasing wages. Go see this video. It is extraordinarily motivating. It is about an eight-minute-long video at learnliberty.org slash FTL. I've, this is this is my favorite of all the favorites that I picked out. I really enjoy this one. He puts some graphs in there and makes it really clear. It's extraordinarily convincing. If you can just show this to your friends and family that you're trying to reveal the ideas of Liberty too, they will be very motivated. Put it in your Facebook wall. Your friends on Facebook would love to see it. Put it there a couple of times so that the ones that don't see it at first can see it later. It's LearnLiberty.org slash FTL. When you're there, check out the Liberty Academy link on the right. It's a course for people who want free, online, continuing education, economics, philosophy, liberty and rights. LearnLiberty.org slash FTL. JJ? Yes. Let's go to Jeff in Minnesota. Okay. Jeff?
8: Yes.
0: What would you like to talk about?
8: Uh, I I would like to talk about, well, I'll, I'll do a little thing on stocks.
0: On stocks? I was
8: looking up the word stocks in Encyclopedia Britannica, okay. and basically it says it's a loan to a company.
0: Oh, really? Is it a loan yeah. to the company? No, it's a, you're buying a piece of the company, right? Uh,
8: shares are, are a piece.
0: Shares are a piece, but stocks are a loan?
8: Well, it used to be stocks is when you bought a, a keg of flour or a cow or something. Yeah. It was a real thing. Now, stocks, it's been redefined as a loan. With no collateral really, when some of these companies went belly up like Bear Stearns, yeah, there was nothing. you know the stocks were valueless right, so but, basically that proves the you know the meaning
0: that happened with Enron too, but that's just a company that uh, you know somehow ends up to be valueless, right i mean they well, there, you know, there, the there people preferred shares or, or whatever and buildings
8: and you know there was. Thing.
0: don't the people with the preferred shares get the uh the first cut
8: uh yes but then those have been also devalued some of the companies well it, the definitions change all the time have
0: you ever tried to sell a um a piece of office uh furniture i mean generally you're gonna if you get 10 cents on the Five dollar you on the dollar right yeah you yeah. do you're doing really well and so i would right. think that maybe the creditors or something would get this stuff beforehand i was a uh, uh i a, usually th-
8: it goes to bankruptcy court and then they divide up the assets and you get a few cents
0: I I was an owner of Enron uh, stock, and I got nothing that I can recall. Wow!
8: Well, there was a lot of people.
0: Yeah, there were. Uh,
8: But the main thing I called about was the Federal Reserve Bank, and of course, you know that's a private bank.
0: Sure, it's it's quasi-private. I mean, the 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 Uh,
8: quasi meaning that the Congress gave them the right to be their banker.
0: Well, the president doesn't doesn't the president appoint the chairman of the? Uh, The
8: president suggests the actually the Federal Reserve Bank does the appointing, as far as I know. Okay. Uh, there, there's a video called America, Freedom to Fascism by Aaron Russo. That was put I out saw it
0: in the theaters, theaters,
8: yeah. Yeah, I donated a copy to the library, and I check on it once in a while and kind of pull it out on the shelf so people walk by and see it. That's pretty cool. And what I've done is I check to see how many times it's been checked out, and it's been checked out a bunch. Oh, that's good. And the other thing is I write, because when I donated, you know, I did it anonymously, but I write inside the jacket little things like the Liberty... Um, website yeah sure and the main thing though is that the federal reserve bank what it does you know you know is create uh vast amounts of money that is ba- basically is dead instrument but what that does is it gives the federal government a uh, huge leverage over everything in our country
0: yeah well i mean they're they're the ones using they're making the uh making the money right
8: they, they get to spend it first
0: that, but yeah i guess that's more accurate well it still and has most I of its value. It
8: first, uh they get the most power out of it, and by the time it filters down to the bottom, the inflation has already taken effect.
0: That's right. And and I guess the way to explain this to people is if, if there were a hundred dollars in your little community and then you could create somehow a second hundred dollars, um, then you you know, you would be diluting the value of that first hundred dollars by half because now there's Two hundred dollars in circulation that people can use. Money is really just a quantification of value. If you increase the amount of bills that are in in circulation, then you're not increasing the the value because the value is the same. You know, the cars that will be bought and the the bread that will be bought and all this stuff that that stuff's all the same. It's just the denominations of the the money that are, will be different. That's why you have inflation.
8: Well, when when the uh, when uh, Roosevelt took the gold back. Uh, This movie called Wizard of Oz came out a couple years later, and that was sort of like a uh, it was a political statement. And of course, you know that the wizard behind the curtain was the Fed chairman.
0: I thought that was the book that was the more the political statement than the uh, the movie.
8: Well, if you study the movie, you know, and it's you know sort of it puts it in a way where it's easy to understand for people. Uh huh. But the thing, I guess. The thing is, if we if our Constitution is still valid, then it says in there that we're supposed to use gold and silver or like copper or whatever other metal, because that way there's a limit to the supply. And you can't be basically uh, uh,
0: I think the Constitution says that states can't create money that isn't gold and silver. But it's not very clear that the federal government can't. It's sad, but I think that's what it says.
8: Well, in in times of emergency, I think we've been under emergency for the last, like, 60 years. Oh,
0: yeah, the politicians created emergency, no doubt.
8: And and basically what the president does is called executive orders, uh, because we've been under these uh, emergency situations, and that's one of their main excuses for what they've been able to do. And we've been under a police state.
0: How come they don't use that excuse in real life? I mean, they just they just say that this is what, you know, they just do whatever they do. They don't use an excuse.
8: Uh, they, they don't want to play their hand out.
0: Well, I, they,
8: they don't want to come out right they, out and say it.
0: Their hand's just about played, Jeff. I really appreciate the well, call. Well, yeah,
8: that's right. You know, um, I guess the thing is right now, uh, really, I don't see a way out. I thought Ron Paul, you know, I've been on his website today and it uh, it's moving, but I just I don't know if there's uh, any kind of chance because the powers that be. Are so entrenched.
0: Indeed, I I really wonder whether you know whether even if he did manage to get elected president, whether how much effect he could have. All that I I think you could really hope for was him forestalling things a few more years, because you know the the people that have uh, that drained this country dry of its wealth have uh, done a pretty good job, and it's it's it seems to me it's on its way down. Jeff, thank you for the call. Let's go to. Ukara, I think I've I've got this right in Missouri. Did I get your name right? You got it right. Good. What would you like to talk about?
6: I would like to talk about the Rock the Revolution tour.
0: What is that?
6: (laughs) Well, um, Zach Cruz Carter uh, is a guy who I know on Facebook and... In the uh, Missouri for Ron Paul page, um, he had posted a few days ago about wanting to start something for Ron Paul called a Rock the Revolution Tour.
0: Hold on just a second. We'll talk about it a little bit more. 855-450-FREE. Sickle toll-free call in line on Free Talk Live. That's the SACL toll-free call in line here on Free Talk Live. It's Mark and JJ. What if you found out the best liberty activists from around the world were moving to the same place in order to achieve liberty in their lifetimes? Would you want to join them? It's happening and you could be part of it. Join the Free State Project at freestateproject.org. It's, again, it's freestateproject.org. JJ, you and I moved up here to right. uh, get, us, get uh, involved in this exciting experiment. I'd like to invite you to go to freestateproject.org, find out more about it. It is uh, probably the biggest thing that's happening in, in Liberty in the world. That's right. Let's go back to Akara in Missouri. Akara, you were telling us about the Rock the Revolution Tour. What is this exactly?
6: <laughs> okay. Well, as I was saying, um, Zach Carter uh, he posted in the Daily Paul, which I'm sure pretty much everyone here knows about. It's a big
0: uh, it's a big libertarian website, um, you know, aimed at the originally at the 2008 Ron Paul run, and um, you know, certainly it's it had legs after that.
6: mm -hmm. Well, he posted in the Daily Paul about wanting to get together a Rock the Revolution tour, which is basically a bunch of musicians and artists who are for Ron Paul, mm-hmm. and they go around the country, or around the nation, whatever, um, doing songs and liberty messages uh, for Ron Paul. And he started out as just an idea, and within 48 hours, it moved from just an idea to now it seems like it is a very possible thing going on here. Um, we have... Uh, musicians and artists ready to go. We have fans. We have people fired up and ready to do the hard work. We have a pack that has put together a website for us, and they're taking donations uh, to get us the startup funds for this. And we have someone who has uh, offered venues from coast to coast.
0: Wow.
1: That's great. Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's, I, and, that was my question. <laughs> you know, it's one thing to get a bunch of people with uh, some instruments and uh, some motor vehicles and, and some people to unload the trucks and all that stuff. The next question is, what about the venues? Yes. Can you make this, this work, make it profitable? If you have the venues, then you can do it.
3: But
6: I wanted to call and talk about it because we are going to be having such artists as Per Capita, Jordan Page, Chandisco Sound System, Rise, Concise, and Crooked. So we thought, yeah, (laughs) exactly. But I wanted to call because we still, um, things that we're looking for is we need regional coordinators to help assist in our team with booking venues and promoting the event locally. We also are looking for local musicians to come forward who can perform when the tour is in their town.
0: Opening X. Uh, Cool. So
6: local people for Ron Paul.
0: Mm
6: -hmm. Mm-hmm. And we are also... uh, looking for people to donate to the pack to help make this thing possible.
0: i bet you are. And where would they go? Uh, would it be the website or the daily Paul?
6: Well, um, I'm pretty sure they would call Zach Carter and I have his information and he has given me permission to give it. out. I can't
0: give, I, we can't do telephone numbers and stuff like that. We, we um, call back later when you've got a website that we Get can just rattle off. That? What's that?
6: Can you do an email address? Sure. Okay. Uh,
0: Exclusively American made at Yahoo.com. Exclusively American Made at Yahoo.com. There you go. If you want to get involved in the Rock the Revolution tour. Sounds like it, you know, people love music. Cara, thank you for the call.
1: I think culture is a uh, music and art is a great way yeah. to address the culture and to affect change in the culture. It doesn't get me excited, but I mean everybody's different. And I know a lot of people are very excited
0: about music and that kind of thing. So I I gotta support this. Yeah, it, definitely. Uh, you know, people It'll get people to come to the venue that may not have ever heard of the ideas before. They'll have a great time. they associate good ideas with the Ron Paul campaign. I think it's a good thing.
1: I think more than just getting people to listen to the music, I think it's getting people to come together in this location and to network with other uh, liberty-minded people and and just sort of create a network of friends and and support in case uh, they they do want to pursue any sort of liberty activism. Let's go to
0: Paul from Marijuana Radio. Paul?
9: Hey, fellas. How's it going?
0: All's All right. well. What's Marijuana Radio? I don't know anything about this. Do I?
1: I don't.
9: I don't know. It's a podcast I did for about four years until it kind of fell apart with my crew this year. I, It's Marijuana Radio, and it, for me, it's about uh, my personal choices in life. It's about freedom, and I think that's kind of what I have in common with you guys. I think a lot of people go to jail over drug prohibition, and I think it's a personal choice to to, like, do these things, and it's just, like, big business domination is the real reason why we go to jail for drugs and stuff.
0: Mm. Indeed. What did you want? What call you call want to talk about?
9: Yeah, you know, I, I heard through the grapevine. Uh, I've been a listener of your guys on and off for quite some time, and I heard from my buddy Howard, uh, who I think you might have talked to online uh, once in a while. I heard that Ian went to jail, and I was like, what in the devil? Like, that guy... He gets in a lot of trouble, or something, he, right? Like he, he has is, some big cojones.
0: He is really, uh, you know, he's steadfast in his beliefs. And he, what he doesn't believe in doing is saying to other people things that they should do that he's not willing to do. He tells people not to pay income tax. He doesn't pay income tax. Doesn't file income tax. Doesn't oh, do yeah, any yeah. of that. I mean, and he tells people on national radio that he doesn't do it. So you know, no one can ever accuse Ian of not standing up for the things that he believes in. They can say whatever they want about him, but he's a man of principle and a and a moral man and, he, right.
1: and courageous as well. I mean, it takes a lot to stand up to the police, especially in a scene where they're arresting someone and placing them in a cruiser. You know, to to take that step and try to stop the police. Uh, you know, just to to hinder them, I, I guess, obstruct them was his his goal as a as a means of protest against what he believed was a bad law so i i think it does take a lot of courage to stand on your principles and actually take action on them as opposed to simply talking about them and, and and holding them in general
9: oh yeah you know i have to be honest i'm a wimp when it when it comes down to it i definitely don't want to spend time in jail same but here people who are willing to put their neck on the line there's definitely something admirable about that
0: indeed and in this case I don't think he had any expectation of going to jail the day that he did. They really railroaded the guy. I mean, up to this point, they've always uh, allowed the activists to put in an appeal and um, you know appeal their their sentence before they had to go in. They didn't allow him to do that. Um, the The incident that he went to jail over was a, a girl drinking beer in the park who refused to take a ticket uh, for. That activity from the police, and there were people forty feet away at a restaurant drinking beer outside because they could do it there. So it's like the the beer free zone was where they were. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. judge the judge identified him as a leader of Free Keen. Yeah. Um, so they they basically pointed out that they were going to punish him for being you know the instigators and that kind of thing the judge said that he the judge represented the state and i don't know if you're aware of this but the states this uh this guy that claims to be the states is standing to ian's left and prosecuting him yep and so the judge claimed to represent the prosecutor in this um, instance everybody else who stood in front of these cars got essentially zero days in jail and the cop that they Ian singled actually,
9: him out, in other words.
0: Yeah, the cop that he, Ian actually waylaid may have been waylaid for an entire 45 seconds. Plus, the guy, like, rips Ian's arm socket out and charges him with uh, resisting arrest when there's all on video and it's obvious he didn't. I mean, he should. the cop should have been arrested for charging him with resisting arrest. But, of course, <laughs> nobody does anything about this. There was a speedy trial situation this happened more than a year ago it's supposed to be brought to trial within 6 months ian uh, you know has a you know they, they try to to bring him up on charges he says he wants a hearing the judge just dismisses all of his stuff uh, grants the the motion by the prosecution to uh, you know whatever deviate from the the time frame and it's all just just fine plus the judge departed upwards from the prosecution's recommended uh, sentence and a lower court's previous sentence. So they punished him for taking it to a jury trial, for wasting everybody's time. They punished him for being in charge, and they broke their rules from here to Sunday.
1: Well, I think also it's, what has to be pointed out is, is just prior to Ian's hearings and, and trial, the the run-in between Adamo and Judge Burke happened. and 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 this sort of caused a situation in which the judges in Keene got with their their superior court uh, buddies and and, uh, the administrative judge, Edwin Kelly, and and got this motion to, or got this order put out to ban all cameras and recording devices from the courtrooms in just Keene. So just prior to this, the, the clampdown had already begun, and the judges had already decided that they're done playing games and being lenient with the members of Free Keene, as they called it.
0: Paul, Did you have something else? I uh, was
9: uh, is he uh, does he have good representation or is he representing not us? Not
0: at all, all. that's uh, something he's not for Hold the line if you would
10: If you want to move to the free State and you're looking for some real estate. Well I know a guy who's really great. It's the porcupine realtor. Do you want a home with 20 acres, a lakeside cabin, any takers for renters, buyers and sellers too? Mark Warden is the guy for you. PorcupineRealtor.com
0: Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line. Who is SACL, you might ask? It's SACL CAI. They're a company that handles accounts receivable for businesses. You can go see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page. Uh, the principal over there, Jason Osborne, is a big supporter of Liberty. So if you've got a company and you want to try something new in the area of accounts receivable... SACL CAI can do it for you, and they can do it well. They'll do it with respect, and they'll respect your business. SACL CAI, see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's top on the right-hand side of the page. When you're at freetalklive.com, check out the Shrine. It's the Shrine of Female Listeners. There are dozens of ladies there that are proving that they're listeners to Free Talk Live in their photographs. I believe there's actually a video up there, too. It's shrine.freetalklive.com. Let's go back to... Paul from Marijuana Radio. Yes. Paul?
9: Hey, so have you spoken to Ian in jail? Are you keeping in touch with him there?
0: Or what? Several times. I, it seems like he's he's actually calling me more times than I'd like to talk to him. I, <laughs> know, it's, it's like he's lonely or something.
1: No, and it's like is, he's is in jail, he jail or something, or? Well, like.
0: What was that? I'm sorry.
9: Is he holding up well? Is it abusive in there? No. Is,
0: hold- is it like it's? It's a pretty nice jail, all in all. But I mean, you know, he has to he has to do real work. Yeah, they're they- washing dishes and um, things like that. So I mean, I imagine he's not too excited about that. He's not used to getting up early in the morning, and they've got him uh, making breakfast for people, which amuses
1: me. But um, uh, after seeing <laughs> him after seeing him in person, uh, I don't know if you got a chance to visit him out there. I've been out there. Yeah, yeah of course you have. I'm sure. Uh, he he always seems positive in in the. Uh, the sort of, uh, you know, visiting time there. And uh, the work is basically something that helps him pass the time because Ian is obviously a workhorse here for activism, yeah. so he's just that kind of personality where he he definitely likes to keep busy with something and not uh, remain idle for too long. So he definitely seems positive. So he definitely not an
9: abusive environment. It's, it's pretty easy to get through it. And is it just like he's treating it as an experience?
0: He said that he's going to call it a spiritual retreat. I haven't heard anything about his uh, spiritual retreatness. I did send him a a book that he requested that uh, had that kind of uh, flavor uh, f- flavor to it. So you know, I'll let him I'll let him share whatever he shares when upon him getting out. But uh, basically, this is a very new jail, and it's uh, you know sort of one of these ex- experiments in humanity as far as jails go. I think that uh, you know he li- likely should have a. Uh, uh, a, a pretty good comparatively experience experience there.
9: When is he done?
0: Well, he's got, it's a 90 day sentence. We're on day number 16 at this point. He could get a certain oh, amount of, he could get a certain amount of time off for good behavior, but, um, he also know, has another trial coming up too. That much is true. I, that trial is real they're really shaky on that one but they they actually just didn't bring him to his pre-trial hearing he's in jail in their custody they had a pre-trial hearing 2 days ago and they didn't bring him to it yeah that's how the system why? works like, what's about that? why would they you know why would they bother trying to uh, you know give you a chance of of having an opportunity of getting a fair trial
1: and i think they definitely want to make an example out of ian cuz as mark mentioned uh, in the last segment he was declared the leader of the Free keen movement. And while he does own the website Freekeen.com, he is not the leader. And it's hysterical to have them say that because it, it, once you get to know Ian in person, he might suggest things that you could do, but most of the time he's going to lead from the front. And he'll do the things first and then say, well, I mean, this is what I did in that situation. But he is not the kind of person to tell anybody what to do or to, to hand out orders or anything like that. So it's just laughable. For them to accuse him of being some sort of leader or, uh, you know, basically, I don't know, a a tactician or, or whatever. Yeah. Doesn't well, how sense.
9: are you holding up in the radio role without Ian? Um, you He'd know,
1: like the, the
0: first the first few days were certainly shaky on the air, and I think they got better as time ha- has gone on. Uh, I,
1: I must say, uh, Mark has definitely gotten a lot better.
0: I think Ian still uh, his skill level is is superior to mine as far as especially things like intros and outros and the things that uh, sort of make radio seamless. Um, You know, as far as the topics go, I I can talk about topics. I've always been the (laughs) color guy, you know, just uh, chiming in. So it's no no difficult for no difficulty for me to talk about topics. But as far as uh, the 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 work of doing a radio show, eh, you know, it's been a little bit of work. And plus, uh, he used to make all the affiliate calls during the days. And I and mean, essentially, at this point, affiliates have dried up. We've hired another guy to do it. Hopefully that works out. He's uh, certainly a pro, and he's charging a, us a pro's wages, I can assure you. Mm.
9: Is, is his mom upset or anything? I'm just curious if she's like, oh,
0: no. I don't have his mother's that. number, and he hasn't called her. If anybody, has, I didn't know if, my mom would be worried. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, if I had his mother's number, I would call her and tell her what was going on. I think that this is a despicable way to treat one's parents, frankly. But um, they're not mine; they're his.
9: Wow. So is he on the? Is he not getting along with his
0: parents? I don't think there? he wants to worry them. Yeah. Oh, I see. Wow. He will probably call him afterwards yeah, and, and say, and "Hey, say I, I spent sixty days in jail." Yeah. Or whatever. So he
9: might get out as early as thirty days before the ninety days
0: that's that that would be the um the the very best scenario I think is what at, yeah at this I think point. that's
1: part of the idea behind him doing the work at at this particular jail. if you are put in a certain uh categorization, you are basically opted in to the work scheme, and if you don't do the work, they put you in segregation, and those days you're in segregation count against what good time you would have. So if you worked all 60 days or you were in good time all 60 days, you could conceivably get out of jail for good time, which is two-thirds of the full sentence.
9: So he's not trying to push his luck in there. He's trying to get through it as soon as possible, basically. I
0: don't think that I don't think there's anything to be civilly disobedient about in there from his point of view. Um, some people have decided not to give their names or take their tuberculosis shots and different uh, things like that when they go in. Um, you know, Ian. Uh, the, for one, he. I mean, he had a court case. He, they know his name. I mean, right. it's not like this is an arrest. This is a sentence. And um, secondly, he doesn't have any philosophical problems with uh, vaccines or anything like that. I'll tell you, the, the the choice between doing ninety days in segregation versus doing sixty days in population while working is a TB shot. I'm not. Ver- I'm ba- I don't like vaccines very much. I'd take that shot because it just it, it stinks so bad to do that kind of thing. Uh-huh.
9: Uh, no, this is a strange question, but is he allowed conjugal visits in
1: there? (laughs) I don't know who'd give it to him. (laughs) No, in fact, you don't even get to get, uh, you don't even get to see through glass in order to visit him. You visit him through a monitor that's hooked to another, you know, it's basically like a uh, teleconference.
0: Yeah, that's accurate. Man,
9: that's dehumanizing.
0: Well, the one the nice thing about it, it, I would agree with you, but there is an advantage to it also, which is that he can get visits every single day. That he, and when he's not at work, he can get it basically from morning till ten o'clock at night. He can get a visit anytime, whereas most of the time when they handle visits and things like that, it's on you know a couple of days a week. So there there is an advantage to the video conferencing too. It's the only way basically, for me to get him if I need him. I can either write him a letter or go uh, visit him and hope he's not at work essentially and uh you know if I need like a passcode or something like that for the computer
9: Wow, well, uh I'm gonna let you guys go, but I'm a listener. I kind of follow what's going on, and I hope he gets out soon. I know he does a lot of courageous things that I don't have the courage to do. Huh. But good luck to him and you guys, and keep holding up the floor. What can I say?
1: Thanks, thanks, Paul. Yeah, thanks, Antman.
0: 855-450-3733.
1: Yeah, Ian, just like Julian Heichlin, uh, both brave individuals. Oh, yeah. uh, Julian is just, you know, a hero. He's He's been standing up to uh, these, these horrible laws or orders, not even laws, handed down by judges across the country for handing out literature, something that anybody ought to be able to do on a public area. And uh, Ian is, is the same. You know, he's... Definitely, you know, rooted his feet as far as, as where he's going to draw his line and, and how much he's going to suffer for uh, you know at the hands of the state. And this is just another example of of that person a, a person basically taking a stand and being an example an, an example for others. Ian doesn't consider himself to be a hero or anything like that. He's just a guy that intends to
0: do what he says he's going to do, and you know he's going to stand up for what he believes in. He just doesn't really know any better than to do that. That's that's the way he's going to operate. He thinks that that's the right way to act. And I'd have to agree with him. I just don't think that most folks are willing to do it. So it appears as as odd behavior. But. I I believe firmly in this case. It makes sense to me why a jury would find him guilty for standing in front of a police car because that's what he did. Yeah. But this case should have never gone to trial. This arrest happened more than a year ago. It's supposed to be brought to trial within six months um, and the judge just dismissed that. The cop was waylaid a whopping 45 seconds, yanked Ian's arm upwards, uh, wrenched his uh, wrist against the um, the handcuffs. I mean, if there's a punishment to be had here for the 45 seconds Second waylay, he had it. He's yes. already had it yes. by the time in jail and the handcuffing and all that other stuff. Everybody else got zero days or time served or whatever, if, if the equivalent of nothing. Ian got ninety days out of it, and the judge admitted that he represents. He, he's on the side of the prosecution in this. I mean, that's what he said. That's right. And called Ian the leader of a, uh, of, of the Free Keen, which I guess they call a criminal gang. It's Free Talk Live eight five five four five zero free are you looking for
6: camping hunting or shooting gear
0: Talk Live 855-450 Free. That's the SACL toll-free call in line, 855 450 3733 Check out freetalklive.com. There you can vote on stories that other people have posted there. You can post stories, you can vote them up, you can vote them down. It's an interactive website for an interactive show, freetalklive.com. Let's go to directly into the calls here. Adam. Oh, by the way, it's Mark. And JJ. Adam in Canada. Adam.
10: Evening. You know, I feel pretty good for you, you know why? What I think that, that uh, jail is pretty much the only place he can go for 90 days without feeling awful about himself and doing nothing. <laughs> They've actually given him what he needs. Well, There's nothing they can do.
0: You, you, they, they can't make him work harder? I mean, he's doing something, uh, you know.
10: Technically, and that's why he can go there and feel good about himself and do
1: quite right. nothing
10: for 90 days. It's the closest thing to a vacation they could have ever given him.
1: Right, right. He definitely...
10: He'll all recharged, and when he comes back and ready to give him more heck...
1: Yeah,
0: well, maybe I don't know. I mean, a guy like I'm similar to Ian in this this way, and it would drive me bananas to not be able to to do any work. I remember the longest vacation I've had in a decade or more was my honeymoon, which was two weeks, and you know, my wife and I went on the sailboat out in uh, the 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 Caribbean and stuff, and I was just I I just didn't have anything to do, and it was really bothering me in a
1: lot of ways. So. I don't know what it was what it's like I for think him. this the caller's right on. Uh, Ian is definitely the kind of person and even at Porkfest he was working his butt I mean, off sure. and making calls and getting deliveries and and trying to get people radios like two two-way radios and and things like that. So for him to uh to be in in a place where he's definitely restricted, he kind of has to take time to read books cuz one of the things he mentioned when he when I first visited him was that he's getting a lot of reading done and normally he doesn't have time for very much reading That's at all. That's true. So I think, I think it is benefiting him to just slow down for a second to maybe catch up his sort of, you know, I mean, when you're here in Keene and you're doing activism, it's it's a very taxing job because there's so many little nuances. There's so much energy put out. There's so many emotional occasions where you're watching friends get arrested or you're watching some friend defend themselves against the state in a courtroom. So it does take a lot of energy and uh, you know emotion over time, and to to, to get some time to basically uh, relax is is great. But I, I just wish he could have done that in maybe the Bahamas or somewhere else. You know.
10: And they keep saying that Ian's the leader. Ian's the leader. Ian's the leader. He's got to be the leader. We need them to. We need them to have a leader. It's like they want desperately to believe the hydra is a snake which, it can, which will die when its head is cut off, and that's just not the case. Well, I don't know. I'd, like to, to, I'd
0: like to make a point about this. Is I, I really, fe- I, I have a problem with how the activists have handled this up to this point. Nothing has happened as far as civil disobedience goes from the activists since Ian's gone to jail. And it it would seem to me, if you want to prove that Ian's the leader, just don't do anything while he's in jail. And then they'll be convinced that Ian's the well, leader.
1: Uh, what kind of civil disobedience are you expecting? I don't know. There has been civil disobedience that has happened like since what? Ian went to jail. Like what? The uh, stuff around Central Square. I don't know if you've been in... Uh, the you've, 420 stuff? No, no, no. I'm talking about nightcaps. I'm talking about the police have been there for okay. the last three or four days. And uh, just recently, You're right? I don't know about this stuff. Yeah, just recently, the the police were there for a few days, and uh, they were cracking down on skateboarders and um, longboarders. It
10: sounds like they're trying to convince the activists that Ian is their leader.
1: Well, I think so. They'd, I think that's what they'd like. They'd like for that Ian to be the leader. And then once they put him away in jail, you know, everything just falls apart and fades away. But that's not true. Things are still going on. What's happening now, though? And I don't want to say too much. Is that there are much more tactical and strategic moves being planned okay. than simply gut reaction, impulse, get arrested, sort of stuff. I think that's one thing. At least what I've tried to influence is right after the the crack, right after he was arrested, and we were all sitting in the KAC just talking about you know what's going on and what we can do. And and one of my ways that I tried to influence it was to be more thoughtful about the actions we can undertake. And instead of just running into the courtroom with a camera saying, why'd you KG in and getting arrested for it? Why not plan out some strategic avenue? Why not, why not work on some longer range vision or goal that can be more efficient and can be more uh, profitable, I guess, as far as civil dis. Uh, also the lemonade stands, uh, you yep, know, that, that, that recently right. happened too. Now, did, was that was that even approached by the bureaucrats? I mean, did they even think about No, it? no. I don't think there was any issues at all with okay. uh, Lemonade. Not here in Keene. In, in Keene, no. Adam?
10: I have no further thoughts. Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> well, And you're free to go, sir. 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL toll-free call-in lines. Let's go to Phil in Indianapolis. Phil.
5: Hi. Uh, first of all, I want to say that I really appreciate – you are in Ian's and the whole team's effort, and uh, what you guys do, I think, you know, Thomas Jefferson said we have to have an educated public, and uh, I think you guys are really doing your part.
11: Thank uh, you. In that report, yeah,
5: and I really appreciate it. That, that being said, I also want to touch upon something that Mark said uh, a week or two ago about when a police officer makes an erroneous charge, he— he also, and I'm paraphrasing, he also then should face some sort of charges, and I, I agree with that, but I'd like to touch on how federal prosecutors pile on uh, in any given case, uh, particularly, in, well, in white-collar cases I, I know a lot about. They pile on so many counts in any given indictment, and they do that to make the person look... Really bad. Yeah, they and do
0: this, they do that as much as they can in any case. But um, I mean, you know, I'm sure it's tr- it happens in white
1: collar cases well, as much the, as the, others. Yeah, the sham right. work
5: in any case. It's just that I know more about the white collar than yep. I do the um, other types, so I'm speaking to that. But my point is, is that when they do that, what happens often is that the the judge who also works for the government, and just like you know, in Ian's case, they work for the state. Same thing with federal judges. Uh, they, it's almost like your accuser is your jailer because they do whatever the prosecutor says, and then they will take one of these charges that are just charges. You have never been found guilty on yep. those charges, and they add more time to your sentence because of that charge. And I can't think of anything more on – I mean, it's just despicable how
1: that happens. Well, part of the scam – Part of the scam right. involves part of the scam involves these charges for a reason what they want what they really want to happen is for these these individuals who get charged with something to make a plea deal. so oh, yeah. the whole idea is to stack the charges and make it look like there 's such an overbearing yeah. or, or formidable overwhelming I mean, yeah, overwhelming or formidable challenge to overcome in the courtroom that the person will take a plea deal and they won 't have to invest any sort of court resources or time into the case anymore. So that that's how the the, the con works. Is they'll get you on one
0: fewer than one percent of charges actually end up in court anyway. So I mean, it shows you how many people take plea
5: bargains.
1: What, what we well, need,
5: I know. And what, listen, I've, I've been a part of an indictment once before that was completely erroneous, and, yep. and it was just mind boggling. But my my point is, is that when the judge gives somebody time for something, he was not even charged or found, or uh, he was not even found guilty of. It was yep. a charge, but not nothing. In other they words, do it. Say that he was found guilty on counts one, two, and three, but because this other charges looming out there, they'll give him more time, the judge will give him more time because of the prosecutor's request, by the way, for something that he wasn't found guilty of, he was only charged of. Well, what do you make of that?
0: We've talked about it multiple times on uh, on the air here on Free Talk Live, and I, you know, what do I make of it? I, I think the judicial system has jumped the shark. I think that it has, uh, it, it, it has outlived whatever usefulness it has. I I, I was taught... That it was just, and I was taught that we had an adversarial system that was the best system in the world. And I'll go ahead and I'll believe that well, that was true at one point, but I just don't think it's true anymore. Um, I think that they've, they they I, I think that they love to throw people in jail before they ever get charged with things. I they love to pile the charges on. This is a relatively new phenomenon. It didn't happen twenty years ago, and it, it's like they're just uh, you know they're learning all their tricks from all over, and everybody all the prosecutors are learning right. them. And sooner or later,
1: the system's going to be so. Cor- that it's going to have to be destroyed and rebuilt in some way or another. Well, each person in jail is justifying the existence of that jail in that state, and there's they're, they're completing numbers that need to be completed in order for certain tax dollars to be allocated to that jail. So there's, there's, a, there's an interest, not a conflict, but there's an interest on the side of the state, and the prosecutors, and the police, and the judges, to all put these people in jail at some point so that they can get that sort of number. They can get those prisoners in jail, and they can get X amount of dollars per prisoner in jail. It's, Again, it's a I racket.
3: Thanks, you guys, for
5: everything you do.
0: Thanks, Phil. Free Talk Live, eight five five four five zero free
2: I can truthfully say that verbalsurgery.com, best dadgum podcast I've ever learned to change my neurology right now. Feeling good, feeling better about myself right now. Verbalsurgery.com gets inside of my brain, or massages those sweet old brain lobes inside of my head. Feeling better right now. Even now I feel better and I want to go and listen to some verbalsurgery.com right now. Go do it, baby. Feeling good.
0: Tree Talk Live, eight fifty-five, four fifty-free. That's the SACL toll free call in line, eight five five, four five zero, three seven, three three.
1: JJ, tell me about shop.freetalklive.com. Shop.freetalklive.com. If you're going to make purchases at amazon.com or uh, Newegg, you want to go to shop.freetalklive.com. Click through the link, and then uh, Free Talk Live will get a percentage of each sale, not added on, but a percentage of the sale as you see it. The yep. price will be the same. The price will be the same, and then you can, you can help out Free Talk Live and, and help them get on more radio stations. And, you and get the same stuff you'd always get. And Exactly. At, at the great prices. Shop. Go to,
0: freetalklive.com Yeah, that's right. Excellent. You know that cigarettes are, well, they're not particularly good for your health. You've probably been thinking about giving the e-cigarette a try. It's a healthier option, 22,000 times healthier. Listen to this offer from Vaporsmiths.com. A pack-a-day smoker will probably save about $120 a month, so you already start being richer, feeling better, and smelling better. What more could you want? How about a free starter kit? Just purchase 40 cartomizers with coupon code FTL free shipping on orders of sixty dollars or more. And um, is all you have to do is use coupon code FTL and you'll get and purchase forty of these cardamizers. You'll get the free shipping, you'll get the free starter kit. Call eight five five two get vapor, go to vaporsmiths.com. It's eight five five two get vapor, vaporsmiths.com. Let's go to Kelly in Phoenix. Hi guys.
12: What's
0: happening? Hey Kelly. Hi.
12: What's uh, on
0: I don't know. It's, it sounds like you're breaking up, uh, Kelly. Uh, what would you say? Uh,
12: hi. Is that better?
0: That's better. Excellent.
12: Okay, wonderful. Wonderful. Good show, guys. Thank you. Yeah, so um, the Quartzsite Liberty Festival um, is going on this weekend. You know, and, this Quartzsite
0: uh, has been in the news, uh, Liberty sort of news, uh, but there's a lot of stuff going on there.
12: Yeah, there's definitely a lot of stuff going on there. Um but this weekend, um, the the Quartzsite Liberty Festival is going on. And What's that? It's, uh, it's um well it's a uh, it's an event uh, sponsored by let me see my list the oath keepers Arizona Campaign for Liberty Ron Paul Revolution Quartzsite Police Officers Association freedomphoenix.com Sons of Liberty Riders. Sons of Li- liberty and the Greater Phoenix Tea Party Patriots.
1: Wow, a lot of people in involved.
12: Of the Courtside Ten, and the Courtside Ten are uh, the ten officers within the Courtside Arizona Police Department who have blown the whistle and leveled allegations of corruption against the Chief of Police, uh, Jeff Gilbert, in court site in written documents.
0: What kind of what kind of corruption are we talking about here?
12: Oh my goodness! Well. Uh, a lot. I can kind of start at the beginning if you like. Well, just uh,
0: um, r- rattle off the, the 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 three worst things that and, you know, not in not in story form, just in sort of name form that he's uh, accused of.
12: Okay. Oh, well, let me see. Um, well, the uh in the statements from the court site 10.wordpress.com, you can find uh all of the uh all of the uh Statements, all of the, uh, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, the <laughs> allegations. They, uh, yeah, from the court site 10, and um, that tells a lot of it. But um, here's the worst thing, really, is that uh, the police out there, or the, the police chief and his uh, supporting officers, um,
0: he isn't doing they, it by uh, himself. <laughs>
12: they get involved in the politics in town.
0: Mm-hmm.
12: And uh, Oh, here's the statement. Uh, He is personally involved in the politics, and all his time and attention is directed towards political benefits. He is obviously biased towards certain council members and is against and outspoken to other candidates and council members. Mm. He wants to out names of people whose vehicles are parked business residences of people he doesn't like, not for an investigation, but to gain personal information about people for his political benefit. He runs criminal history reports through through NCIC to find dirt on candidates or citizens supporting the candidates he does not like.
0: That's creepy. Oh, oh. I think Kelly's gone. Well, I would have liked to have heard what this Courtside Liberty Festival was uh, going to be all about. I assume there's going to be some music and uh, some food and
1: uh, people out at the event. but uh, I think I can pull it up on Facebook here. Um, but the, the chief in, in Courtside is definitely one of those bureaucrats or the, the overstepping the bounds sort of uh, bureaucrats that really needs to be put back into check as far Sounds as... Sounds like
0: a political animal if he's using, uh, if he's using his power. The, the fact is, come on, let's be serious here, people. I mean, do you really think the police don't look up their friends and family and acquaintances and new people they meet and, uh, you know, the, the, the new guy, her sis- his sister's uh, dating and things like that? I mean, do we really believe that doesn't happen? Because it's illegal, but... I mean, if you give people the access to this stuff, you know they're going to do it. I, I mean, uh, you know, it's it, it makes perfectly good sense they're going to do it.
1: Yeah, so the, uh, the Quartzite Liberty Festival <clears throat> is on Facebook. If you're looking for it, just search uh, Quartzite Liberty Festival. How Quart- you, what's Quartzite? How do you spell that? Q-U-A-R-T-Z-I-T-E. Okay. And that's how you spell the- Quartzite. Uh, Quartzite, that's right. Uh, so they're expecting, you know, 5,000 plus guests and uh, lots of bands. Um and just basically festival sounds like bands, right? Yeah, and of course they're they're hoping that the uh, the news stations show up like Fox News, CNN, and whatnot. There's five thousand people there. I can't see how they wouldn't. Well, I think this is definitely one of those uh, those sort of festivals that that is important just because they are sort of striking the root of the the issue at hand, which. This town clearly has some issues. They've
0: got something going on in that town and, um, you know, it needs to be taken care of. And I guess this is one of the one of the ways that people could do it. I'm you know, I support them. It sounds like a good thing. Let's go. You want to go back to that FBI story? that we yeah, we're Yeah, why not? OK, uh, it looks like we got Kelly back on the the, the the phone here. Just a second. Let's go to her. Kelly. Yeah, I'm
12: here. Sorry okay. about that, guys. That was my telephone. I'm disconnecting the call. Um, anyways, um, as we What's going saying, on at
0: the festival? What's going on at this festival?
12: Well, the festival is on the 27th on Saturday, and there's a whole bunch of uh, different groups uh, throughout Arizona participating. Yep. And it's, um, I believe it starts at 8.30 in the morning, and uh, veto What's off- going
0: on there, Kelly? <laughs> What's going on at What's the festival? What's going
12: on there? <laughs> Yes. Well, it's pretty much a protest. It's a uh, march uh, from uh, the the uh the Vito's uh rv park to the town hall okay and then there's going to be a meeting with um a bunch of people speaking um stewart rhodes um sergeant william Ponce from uh the court site 10 i believe is speaking and um it's basically uh, honoring the uh court site 10 so it's going to be a march there. and some bands
0: so it's, it's a march and some bands is that yes. what's going to happen
12: it's a march and a, and a meeting with uh, speakers and uh yeah
1: okay do cool. you uh, do you anticipate any sort of backlash from the the chief of police at that's all? a good question
12: well we're hoping not we're hoping not um since they uh fired the courts site ten it's a very small town, and now they only have about i think four uh, officers on their force wow. so uh yeah
0: there's not much so to, there's nobody left to, to 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 send on calls. <laughs> Jeez, Kelly, thanks for the call. Uh, give us a call at 855-450-3733. It's the kind of thing that people have to do. They have to get involved in their communities when they see corruption, they see
1: injustice. They have to do something. Or even a neighboring community. I, just because it's not your exact community, but if it's the one next door or within you know, a short distance, that does affect you in some way. I'd recommend getting involved up here in New Hampshire. I think that there's more people to be involved, but, you
0: know, I under—you know. <laughs> People have to do something. You've got to do something. Nothing's going to change if you keep doing the same stuff. So, free talk live. 855-450-3733. It's the Sickle toll-free call in line on Free Talk Live. It's Mark. And JJ. You can give us a call. I'll talk about whatever you want to talk about. But real quick, are the rich getting richer and the poor getting poor? No, says Steve Horowitz. Go to org slash FTL and see a video by Steve Horowitz that shows that the rich are getting richer and so are the poor. Find out what income mobility is you can go see it at all at LearnLiberty.org slash FTL. When you're there, check out the Learn Liberty Academy link on the right. It's, a course, for people who want free online continuing education, economics, philosophy, liberty, and rights. It's LearnLiberty.org slash FTL. Let's go to Shadow in Huntsville. Shadow.
13: Hey, how are you doing here?
0: All's well. Doing good.
13: Yeah, I just wanted to tell you a funny little story when I was a teenager and everything. It was concerning my 55 Chevy which was my first car, and I was just a teenager then, like I said, so uh, I got pulled over by a cop one night. He tried the old taillight trick, and, of course, I, kn- I know that one, and I know that my car was all right because I wanted my car to be safe for my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So anyway, while we were talking, he asked if he could search my car, and I says, no. I says, I mind my own business. I don't bother anybody. Why don't you get back in your car and go catch some criminals, man, you know?
11: I bet he loved it's that.
13: Like me alone. Well, well, but then suddenly I got this flash of inspiration, and I just always got to go with it, and I says, I'll tell you what, I'll make you a deal. You get to search my car if I get to search yours, and we'll see who's got stuff in the trunk don't belong there.
0: Yeah, you know, this is uh, this is something that I've always wondered. If they can come and ask me for my identification, the fact is that... Criminals pose as police all the time. There's, uh, the greatest, the best example is what happened here in Norway just in the last couple of weeks. This guy walks in and slaughters 50 or 60 people because he's dressed up as a cop. How do I know who you are, pal? I'll show you my idea if you show me yours. Well, and some cops are criminals, too. It, certainly.
13: Yeah. Well, this is Nashville, Tennessee, where I grew up at, so I knew how they'd run anyway. So he, just, he thought about it for a moment, and then his face got real red. And he just looked at me and just kind of smiled and said, you got me on that one. <laughs> he says, go ahead, go on, man. <laughs> you know, so, see, yes. those, those guys were always doing something on the side. They'd have stuff in their trunks, their cop cars, that they shouldn't be having there, and they're bootlegging and everything else you can think of, man, you know.
0: Interesting. Uh, Anything else to share, Shadow?
13: Uh, well, no, but okay. except, except for the fact that my parents, when I told them about it, they thought that was pretty cool because they know if I said I did
0: something like that, they know I did. Man, you know. So. There you go. Thanks for the call, Shadow. 450 free. We can jump right back into the story that we we're reading about the uh, FBI apparently um, being well the largest supplier of terrorists in America,
1: and that's not far fetched. I mean, not no, no, that, it is the truth. After you've you've spoken, you know, you've read some of this article, yep. and, and some of the uh, listeners might need to catch up with what what we're talking about. But uh, the the FBI lately uh, has been sponsoring and helping homegrown terrorists. Not only have they been sponsoring it, but they've been teaching and guiding and, and making sure in the case of some of these, quote unquote, terrorists, they've been making sure that these people are desperate by hindering them from getting a job yeah they're doing all kinds of things behind the scene
0: and then when the person goes and uh, is ready to pull the trigger on whatever they're doing the 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 agency sweeps in but who's to say that the, i as i understand they're giving real bombs in some cases to these people because if you didn't give them a real bomb I mean, wouldn't some of these people be smart enough to figure that out? And then what what if they use this bomb in an incident that's different than what they had been planning? What if they say, oh, we got a bomb. I'm just going to go out and use it this afternoon or whatever it is that they decide to do. Um, Going on with the story here from RT.com, and we probably won't get through it this evening. So uh, you you can go check it out at RT.com. Mother Jones actually did some of the reporting for this. Additionally, One former high-level FBI official speaking to Mother Jones says that for every informant officially employed by the the Bureau, and the informants get $100,000 per case, as I understand it, up to three unofficial agents are working undercover. The FBI has used those informants to set up and thus shut down several of the more high-profile would-be attacks in recent years. The report reveals that the Washington, D.C. metro bombing plot, the New York City subway plot, the attempt to blow up Chicago's Sears Towers, and dozens more were all orchestrated by FBI agents. In fact, the re. uh, Reads the uh, report. Only three of the more well-known terror attacks in the last decade were orchestrated, uh, weren't orchestrated by FBI involved agents. And this is really the the gist of the story: is that the vast majority of these cases are all FBI sort of drummed up situations right, and- that may or may not have existed. Some of these people, you know, maybe one in ten or one in a hundred. I don't know what numbers may have actually done something. It's hard
1: to say. But, well, who knows how far these individuals would have gotten on their own who without knows? the assistance of the FBI? You know, it, there's all kinds of things in life that sidetrack you from whatever you're working on. It doesn't matter if you're the most hateful person in the world. Who knows if you walk into a store and you meet the woman of your dreams. Yep, that and next, change anything. Yeah, next thing you right. know, you're not, you're not thinking about blowing anything up anymore. Right. You know, it's, it's one thing if you find your best buddy who's just had a fight with
0: his girlfriend and say, there, there, everything will be okay. It's another thing entirely. You put a gun in his hand and say, let's, well,
1: let's go get that B-, B word. Yeah, I
0: mean, you know, we going
1: to draw the you're line. You're
0: a killer yes. if you do that.
1: Well, I think that the, the the FBI agents that facilitated these plots and then busted them. I think the FBI agents are just a much a terrorist as the person they arrested. They're certainly funding terrorism, and there's no doubt well, about they're it. They're perpetuating they it. it. They, they are literally hoisting the flag it. of terrorism through their efforts, through mm-hmm. their funding, through their education. They want to
0: scare the crap out of the American people, and that way they can can uh, justify these $100,000 per event salaries they're getting, these these spiffs, these bonus, whatever the heck they are, um, where they're getting all this money for you know, you know, creating terrorists, essentially. The report reveals that in many of these stings, important meetings between informants and unknowing participants are left purposely unrecorded as to avoid any entrapment charges that could cause the case to be dismissed. Perhaps the most high profile of the FBI proposed plots was the case of the uh, Newburgh Four around an hour outside of New York City. and An informant infiltrated a Muslim community and engaged four local men to carry out a series of attacks. Those men may never Actually, have carried out may have never actually carried out an attack, but once the informant offered them a plot and a pair of missiles, they agreed. Defense attorneys cried entrapment, but the men were still sentenced to 25 years apiece. The problem with the cases we're talking about is that the defendants would not have done anything if not kicked in the butt by the government agents. Exactly. Says Martin Stoller, um, this tells the Mother Jones magazine here, Stoller represented the suspects involved in a New York City bombing plot that was set up by FBI agents. They're creating crimes to solve crimes so that they can claim a victory in the war on terror and
1: not to mention these big checks that go into this. Talk about false flag. I They're mean, getting this is money just... for busting these people. Yep. And, and, that, and like I said, it perpetuates itself. If they, if they look at my numbers of busted this year are 15 terrorist cells, and then next year I get 20 terrorist cells, well, my bonus is going to be great. Yep. So next year I want 25 terrorist cells. You know, And if I have to go out and make them and, – and just think, just think, at least one case – I will say this: at least one case, there was this guy going, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. Yep. And they either goaded him, or paid him, or convinced him, or persuaded him to, to go through with it, even when this person well, had, they had, use the, the God thing, they, yeah.
0: you know, tell him Allah would like it, and uh, you know this is you know this is powerful stuff. It's just manipulation that they shouldn't be doing. I I mean I'm fine. I think it's great that the FBI is you know finding people that would that are trying to harm the American public and stopping them. I'm not giving them trouble for that. But when a majority of these Cases they're giving these people the bombs. That's right. And you know, I mean, why is it Muslims? Why not infiltrate other groups? I'm right. sure you can find other groups that would like your bombs to to do whatever it is they want to. Is do. it
1: just convenient for you right now because the public sentiment against Muslims is such that it's okay to do this? I mean, it's just ludicrous. I, I <laughs> I've got to go on here with this. Uh, experts note that the chance of winning a
0: terrorism related trial, entrapment or not, is near impossible. Plots people are accused of being part of attacking subway systems or trying to bomb a building are so frightening that they can be, or they can overwhelm a jury, says David Cole, a Georgetown University law professor. He says that since nine eleven, almost two thirds of the cases linked to terrorism have ended with guilty pleas. They don't say I've been entrapped or I was immature, a retired FBI uh, official remarks. All of this and those, uh, all those guilty pleas often stem from just being in the right place at the wrong time. Pre talk live eight five five. 450 free Have you ever wished that you could buy, sell and trade in silver in your community? Del Valley Silver has a no-cost turnkey setup for you. You recruit six to eight businesses in your area to accept Del Valley Silver rounds as barter currency, and your wish is granted. You get paid, and you promote the use of real money. This isn't like so many other silver currency setups where it's really just a system to sell high-priced rounds. It's a free market system based on Austrian economics. DelValleySilver.com. DelValleySilver.com. Free talk Live. Give us. Well, I guess you can't give us a call. This is the last segment. <laughs> it's Mark with you.
13: This is JJ. JJ,
0: say, <laughs> say, hi, say hi, hi to everybody, JJ. Let's go straight into the calls we got. Uh, let's see if we can get through them here. Brian in Tennessee. Brian? Hey,
13: Um. how you doing? All's well. Hi. Hey, well, I just wanted to, you know, let folks know that um, the f- people in Florida were snookered, or at least so far in the beginning, because, you know, as you know, in July they began... Uh, drug testing will for recipients with the stipulation that if they pass, the state would have to reimburse the recipient of 30 bucks.
0: For the, well, for, the so drug far, te- for the drug test?
13: Uh-huh. So far, at this point right here, and I know it may change, but there is a 96% pass rate. I
0: thought it was 98%. I thought it was only 2% were okay. failing.
13: Uh, that, well, that's cool. uh, somewhere in that range right there. But either way it goes, the taxpayers are having to reimburse these people money that they otherwise wouldn't be having to do it's been explained but who wants the drug testing government?
0: oh the governor that's right well it's a, it, uh, it, it, a lot of uh, a lot of sort of uh, republican types or conservative types wanted to uh to drug test welfare recipients they're cons- they're 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 convinced that they would uh, catch people doing drugs and i i'm surprised at the numbers frankly myself but i think that i think that it's it's hacking at the branches and not even at the
1: branches more at, like the exactly. twigs at the end well i i consider the the People who anyone works for the government, uh, so yeah, have right, they're to do all the, the welfare same thing. recipients to me, yeah, yeah, exactly. Top to the bottom,
13: agree, yep. agree. Hey, y'all keep, just keep the path to, to liberty brightly lit. Thank Love you,
0: y'all. thank Bye-bye. you, Brian. Hey, appreciate a lot. appreciate the call. You know, this is, um, I, I've th- this little trick of, uh, well, let's get let's give fewer people welfare by trying to c- cut out the people that won't take a drug test or fail a drug test, it's just really sneaky. The fact is, welfare ruins lives. It destroys people's ability to, uh, you know, uh, have a work ethic and all these other things. That's why you have gen- generations of people on welfare. And, you know, that's what the problem is. The problem is, among many other things, the problem is government welfare. Whether it's corporate welfare or individual welfare, it sends the wrong signals to people.
1: That's right. And and the government isn't there to create jobs. They can't create jobs. And a lot of people don't realize that. We talked about the FBI. 1,500 agents in the field. They've expanded their operations, what, what tenfold since the 70s yeah. or, or more? And uh you know that's that's more money that they need to collect from taxes and, and fees and all that sort of stuff. That's more money not going uh not staying in the hands of a productive, you know, uh, worker who's actually creating something, who is actually a part of the marketplace. Indeed. Let's go to Captain Ned in Florida.
0: Captain Ned Hey
14: guys, uh free and freeman, it's day fifteen.
0: Uh, yep, that's, uh, well, y- your days, you're counting 24-hour days, I'm counting calendar days, but yeah.
14: <laughs> hey, no, you're right, Mark, no doubt they made an example, Ian, but that's, like I said, that's what happens, man, they're going to they're gonna hit the big buck, you know?
0: Yep, they certainly are, they're, I mean, there's, there's no doubt the about it.
14: Go and they're going to hit the big buck, so you gotta, uh, you know, Mark, you're right, he picked the hill, and uh, I just hope he gets an attorney for anything further, because they are, they are going to they're going to squeeze him he could Just, absolutely
0: you know. Uh, you know take this on an appeal and win it i don't know what the advantage of taking it on an appeal and winning is because at this point he'll already have served the sentence but right. uh, you know the uh, you know he's got he's got standing for an appeal because right. they you know, they did all kinds of things wrong in this, but he just won't do it because he won't pay the $180. He'd rather sit in jail for 60 to 90 days than give them 180 bucks to uh, for an appeal. So, you know. Yeah,
14: I, I understand that. Hey, maybe uh, you could give me address of where we can uh, write him physically and maybe to the commissary or whatever, you know, maybe uh, tomorrow or something.
0: Mailtojail.com is where you would go. Um, the address is there. I had to send him a book he asked for. So uh, that's mailtojail.com. To Two is T-O. That's as right. They'll to- handle
1: all that you can also donate to uh, mailtojail.com in case you want to help pay for the postage of yourself and other people who are sending letters but they do have to pay for that postage and envelopes and such yeah his commissary is yeah. fine uh, we appreciate it and everything but he's, yeah. uh, gotcha. he's he's got all the zoom zooms and wham whams he could possibly and eat. he has a there's a limit on the commissary as far as how much you can have in your account at one yep. time he'd much rather all have
0: right. uh, sudoku puzzles and news items and your letters and and things like that that's what he'd prefer to uh, have you you send to him
1: gotcha
14: Hey, real quick, the guy the other night who was walking down the street and got arrested. Yeah, when you're walk when you're not driving a car or a a bicycle, which is technically a vehicle in a lot of states, the only thing to avoid what they call a John Doe arrest. You only have to give your name and date of birth. Okay, Uh you do not have to provide any identification, pictures, driver's license. It's best not to even carry it. Like if you're Going uh, to the uh, Jefferson Memorial, don't even carry any ID.
0: Another thing to be said, you know, going I, on foot. One, one thing that you can say is I don't have an ID to show you. Um, if, right. for instance, you, you don't, don't think you yeah,
14: You absolutely do not have to, but you have to give them your correct name and date of birth. With the old driver's licenses, that's all that was on there anyway. There was no picture.
0: Why do you have to give them your name and date of birth? I mean, do, why do I but, owe this guy yeah, my name and date of birth? Says,
14: I know, but that's to avoid what they call a John Doe arrest. Or like that girl uh, Ian was talking about one time, she gave her sister's name. If you want to be a nut, yeah, give somebody else's name, and then it's going to pile on you. All you have to do is give your name and your date of birth. And, you know, you can write it down and hand it to them so they're you know, but that's all you have to provide. This isn't Russia. You don't have to show any papers. Now, if you're driving a vehicle or you're riding a bicycle, yes. You know, because you're technically in a in a vehicle, yeah, and you're operating that vehicle.
0: Now, I thought you didn't. If you were if you're operating a vessel, you didn't have to have one of their uh, driver's licenses, Captain Ned.
14: Well, you know, you've got to have whatever. We, in a lot of states, you, you absolutely have you know those age requirements to drive. It's if you get a DUI driving a motorboat, you're, it's same exact thing. I see. As a as, as a DUI and a, in a motor vehicle. I've got a, another question
0: is, about, uh, you, you seem to know this captaining stuff, and I, these are questions I've had. Yeah. Um, as far as the Coast Guard goes, can they just board your vessel any old time they wish? And, um, pretty much. It, pretty I mean,
14: much, unless you've got what, you might want to look up uh, what's called a documented vessel. That's a vessel of a citizen of several states, United. Uh huh. I'll look up a documented vessel, very interesting.
0: Does it, does it actually work?
14: <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, it works.
0: I mean, yep. by th- by that I mean, do they not, look, you know, c- come and board your your vessel if you uh, if you have one of these documented vessels? Well, check it
14: out. Check just do some. Anybody who's interested, look up a documented vessel. Very interesting. interesting. So, um, hey, if I can get to this, if I can get to this hurricane for go ahead. one minute, uh, man, I really don't like the looks of this one. And if these models are right, if it go, they're they're moving. The good news and bad news is, Florida's getting some much needed rain. That's a good news. The bad news is they're moving battleships out today in Norfolk, Virginia. If this thing goes stays on the track through Norfolk, Atlantic City, and New York, New York, those people in those low lying areas better get out of there. Because this one? This one's a big burly like George Foreman, man. You you might slip one punch, but if you get punched,
0: you're getting punched good. The, yeah. The the worst thing a hurricane can do is skirt the coast because exactly. it does and the damage it, and continues to build while it's uh, you know over the water, sort of at the same time. And it's a it's a it's just the worst case scenario. And this one right. looks like it could just skip along, skim along the edge of the East Coast, and just do a tremendous amount of damage. Well,
14: that's what this one's looking like. It's looking worse by the hour but the the jet stream gods are not smiling on the eastern seaboard because that jet stream's going to dip hard into the Midwest. This is going to get ugly. If it stays like this, it's going to be bad
0: news. And the other thing about uh, hurricanes is they're not ready for them up here. Um, no. They still talk no. about, like, the hurricane of 1911 yeah. up here in New Hampshire. Yeah. They, they just made a film about it. This is, I mean, <laughs> right. you know, in Florida, it's the hurricane of when uh, We had three of them that year. I mean You know, it's it's no big deal when you're in Florida. Hurricanes happen all the time. It's... Well,
14: like you know, Yeah, exactly. The people, like, in North Carolina, that's not the ones I'd be worried about because they're ready. For they know, but eight people just got swept off a jetty in Boyden Beach, which is just south of West Palm Beach. Uh-huh. Those are people who should know better. That's, that thing is 150 miles off Fort Pierce now. This one's a big, burly one. It's, it's going to be nasty.
0: Some, you just so can't people, keep a certain a certain type of folk is going to go out to the beach and see the the awesomeness. And it is. I've been out there well, when I was did. in high school. I went out during was it Hurricane Elena or something like that in Sarasota, which is the closest thing to a, yeah, a, a hurricane that we had. News. Yeah, and it was uh, yep. it was uh, amazing to behold. There's no doubt about it. But you know, this was like a category one hurricane. This is just a thunderstorm, right. essentially. You go out well, there, uh, one of these cat threes or cat fours, you're never going to see your mom again. Mm-hmm.
14: Well, this one's a cat three right now, but I'm looking at these maps of like Lower Manhattan. It, anybody who stays in a low lying house, a you know one story house, yep. you better have three things: a magic marker, a fire axe, and a life jacket. Most important thing the a magic marker. Put your Social Security on, number on your arm so they can identify your body. Absolutely, gonna it's going to blow
0: your house into sticks. Yeah, you're I mean gonna you're gonna living in one like of these a, wood houses. I mean it's yeah. nothing. It's just they're, they're they're just garbage in front of these these hurricanes. Not, these houses yeah. aren't built for this stuff. And the waters would,
14: the waters would get you. And if you're going to climb like a rat from that water, you better have a fire axe in that uh, in that attic. Absolutely. White jacket on your kids. Absolutely. Oh, anyway, man.
0: Thanks, guys. Get out of those low-lying areas. It's good advice. Captain Ned, thank you for the call. It's been Mark with you. And JJ. Free Talk Live. Tune in tomorrow. You can, in the meantime, freetalklive.com. We're there for you.
1: Thank you.